everyone. Um, thanks for tuning in to Rumi's Review to Movies. I am Lindsay. <clears throat> and um, today we're going to do a bonus episode um, of Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And, um, you know, just basically go over uh, key points with it. This will be totally spoiler filled. Um, at yes. this point, not our fault if you haven't seen the movie because the movie's been out for almost a month. So, yeah. <laughs> so we're we're talking about everything. Right, so right. We don't like to not the conversation with you. Right, at all, at all. You have been warned. So, um, <clears throat> this is um uh, not normally what we do. We usually go over um movies in the past that we may have uh missed. But um, we are doing a uh, bonus episode with a movie that we both have seen that's currently out in the movies now um, that we want to discuss. And, you know, it's our podcast. We can do what we want. So. <laughs> this is just a time where we can do what we want. Right. <laughs> so, um, where do you want to start? Where to start, right? I know, I right? Know. Um, well, I think we could really just start with like what rating you would give it, and then break it down. Okay. Um, so, what rating would you give it? Um, let's see. Um, if we're going off of our ratings list, let me pull that up. Um, if we give it one movie reel, that's trash AF. Two, it exists. Three, entertaining. Four, great. Five, a true classic. Excuse me, five but true classic. Um, going off of this rating, I would probably go with a four. Um, what about you? I would go with five. Five? Okay. How would you rate the first one? I would rate the first one a five as well. Five? Okay. Okay. Um, the first one I would do a five. First one I would do a five. Um. So, with that and being... The first one, you've got so much, like, cultural impact and everything yeah. going into it. Um, yeah. And it's still one of the top five Marvel films. Period. Right. Right. It is. I did I did see that. Um, and then with this one, they brought Rihanna out of retirement to do the soundtrack okay. one. So, cultural impact already, like, right. set. Right. Um, Just off top. Just off top. Right. Um, and to me... For me, I think this is the best Marvel movie, period. Mm, so do you like this one better than the first one? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, but it's not so much of a competition because the second one could not have been as good as it was without the first one, right? Mm-hmm. And it's also rare you get sequels that are better than the interim, you know. Right, right, Marvel. right. Um, but it's just like it. the first one set it up and the second one took off. Yeah. Um. I can see what I can see why you would feel that way. Um. I don't think it's better than the first one. Yeah. No. A lot um, of people are like, no, the first one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I, I do, I do love it. I do love this one. Um. Is, you know. 
it was a lot that they had to overcome in order to even make this one possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just that alone mm-hmm. and for it to be as good as it was considering you know like that's that's pretty dope um and that just you know just hats off to the whole crew like from the writers on down how they did everything so tasteful and respectful honestly um if I was part of the Bozeman family, which I've said this to several people, if I was part of the Bozeman family, I would be pissed. And I wouldn't be pissed at Marvel or anybody associated with Marvel. I would be pissed at myself because the funeral that they gave T'Challa was, would have been light years past anything I would have thought of giving Chadwick. And I'm sure they yeah. gave him everything that he requested. But gosh, that funeral was amazing. You know? Yeah. Well, see, again, like you said, that funeral was for T'Challa, right? Right. He was the king of Wakanda and everything. And as we now know, Chadwick was a very private person. Like, nobody, so many people did not even know he was sick. Right. So, And he was very optimistic about it, too. mm -hmm. I could imagine, like, you know, what he would have preferred would be very different. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, even if they gave him, because I'm sure they gave him everything that he wanted in mm-hmm. his services, I still would have been pissed because I would have been like, "Dang, we could have did that. We could have did that." You but know you know, I mean? it also would have. It's also really nice though, because you still have, you still were able to have that, you know, more private ceremony celebration. But you have this very public and beautiful expression of love and grief and celebration as well, like forever enshrined in this movie. True. True. And you didn't have to pay for it. <laughs> right. Right, you did have to because that would have cost a pretty penny at the yeah. end. <laughs> but you can always go back and like watch that and see just how much the person you love was loved by so many others. Right. Right, I agree. So I think that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, and and like you said, this one was for King T'Challa, it wasn't for Mr. Bozeman. Um, mm-hmm. But still, I still would have been like, damn it, you know. <laughs> um, But um, with the movie, you know, it starts off with Suri trying to come up with a way to save her brother. Um, Unfortunately, she does, she's not able to. And he ends up passing away. And then they have the funeral. And in the funeral, you know. Well, yeah, they have the funeral. Everybody's all in white. Everybody's in white. You know, it's all amazing and whatnot. And then uh, they have the casket go up into the spaceship. And they take the casket away. Now, me personally, I was like, where are they taking the casket? They have a necropolis. Okay. So a city of the dead. Uh, You know, a graveyard. Okay. So that's where they were taking it. Okay. Okay, so, yeah, because that's, I was just like, so where where is it going? Like, I don't understand. (laughs) 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 Um, Another thing that my mind went to, because, you know, they sat 
the um, casket upright. And I was just like, okay, yeah. I hope they got him propped in there so that he won't slide See? down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that too, but I was like, nah, nah, they would have him secure. They they had to have him secure. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's where my mind goes. Um, and then, you know, then it goes silent, and then we have um, the marble sign come up with all these different scenes of T'Challa. Because, you know, the Marvel, like, icon, like, intro is always different scenes from different Marvel movies or shows. It's never, it's rarely ever, I'm sorry, rarely ever anything very specific, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it is. And, like, in this case, it is. It's, like, all of his scenes, uh, clips of scenes from, you know, the first movie and Civil War Two, And mm-hmm. you also have, like, uh, little shots and scripts, like, parts of that had said and things like that and it was just and it's just all quiet yeah there's no music none of that usual marvel fanfare right, um, right. intro music and all in purple wakandan purple you know mm-hmm. and um the second time i went to see it after that was over people started clapping oh really immediately okay. they started clapping yeah did nobody clap neither time that i saw it um now, um, as far as your emotions, did you cry? Oh, I wanted to cry like five times. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, and it was, for me, the second time it felt even more powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't have any tissue, so I had yeah. to like really keep it together. Yeah. <laughs> but I was, te- but I was, te- I was tearing up like very much so. Yeah, yeah Like yeah. that, it's just very effective. Like, yeah. That that is very, it was just very emotional. What about you? I did not cry. But the second time was very much so effective. I don't know what it is about you being, like, you already know it's coming. And you still are like, dang. Because even, like, I took my nephew to see it, like, both times that we went. And I even said to him, I was like, this is, like, this feels more intense than the first time we saw it. And he was like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is about that. I don't know why. I've never had that experience. Right, seeing a movie for a second time where it felt more intense. Right, right, and that that's one thing I can give Marvel because Endgame. I saw Endgame twice in the theater. The first time I cried like a baby. Oh my god, it was horrible. I cried so bad. You would have thought that somebody in my family died because I, I love yeah, because I love Iron Man. So I was like, oh, oh my god. Like, this cannot be real. This cannot be life. And I thought it was just me, you know, going through, you know, the womanly womanly things. Like, it was getting close. <laughs> so I was just like, okay, maybe that's the problem. But then the second time I went, that was not the issue. <laughs> and I was still crying. So I was like, okay, it's this movie. So I'm tired of Marvel bringing out all these emotions. But, yeah. They gotta get you in your feel some way. Hey, yeah, but we still, I don't need to be in there crying like that. I don't need to be in there crying. Thugs don't cry. Like, All thugs have tears. <laughs> All thugs cry. Okay? <laughs> the term is thugs here for a reason. Right. <laughs> but it's supposed to be one single tear, not like boo-hooing. Like, I get the extra tissue, not because of the buttery popcorn, because I'm watching Marvel. 
though. Right. Marvel's going to bring it out of me. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, what? You definitely weren't the only one for sure, right? Yeah. And in theater, nobody can see you cry. Yeah, unless you're going. <laughs> I mean, keep they just hear you. Your face, you know? They don't know who you are. Right. That's true. That's true. Then if I stand up, then they gonna they gonna want to look the other way. But uh, but yeah, damn you, Marvel, bringing out these live actors. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, um, that was very intense. Um, so then, um, after we get that, you know, that scene, and the Marvel sign, um, marquee or whatnot, um, then we pick up a year later, after his death, and um, um, Queen. Ramonda, is that how you say her name? Ramonda or Ramonda? Ramonda. Okay, kind of like Zamunda. Okay, Queen Queen Ramonda and um, a couple of her uh, people go to a con- I guess it's a congressional hearing. I guess that's what um, that would it's be called. for UN for the UN United Nations. Okay, so you're right. It's Ramonda. Um, United Nations um, in Geneva, right? Yeah. Switzerland, because it's supposed to be neutral. Right. So that's where all the countries meet up to discuss whatever. Right. Yeah. And she's looking amazing. Yeah. Ruth E. Carter, the costume designer, is coming for everybody's neck. Okay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, who unstoppable? You thought the costumes in the first movie were iconic? You have no idea. Oh, yeah. She showed out. She she definitely showed out. out. She definitely showed out because we already know Queen Angela Bassett's gonna come through no matter what she's in. You know what I'm saying? But the way that they put her shoulders and her arms on display, especially when she walked in to that meeting, you know what I'm saying? It was just like she's in command, and I wish a motherfucker would. Period. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, her. Right. Exactly. Cause you're gonna get all these guns, you know what I'm saying? You're definitely gonna get your ticket to the gun show because she had them oh, on yeah. display. So she, uh, you know, she walks in or whatever because, um, now that they know that Wakanda has, um, vibranium, they're trying to say that they're weapons of mass destruction and we need to know where they are. And you refuse to share, and right. we can't even buy it from you. Right, so um, they had as if Wakanda's obligated to do so. Right, right, like who are y'all? You know what I mean. And I wish you would try it. So uh, they had the U.S. talking and they had the French talking. Meanwhile, while they're going through this meeting, the French had um, some of their military people go to an area where they kept vibranium to try to confiscate it. Only to be met by um, Wakanda's military, like the the elite. Uh, yes, and yeah. And I love their theme, like, cause like when the when they get down there and they're like, you know, it's supposed to be like a research story or something. It's like open the vault or whatever, one vibrating kind of thing. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, we'll we'll do that, you know. And so they open the door, and out of the shadows, you see these three girl Melange. They just step into the light. It's just this really very epic <coughs> entrance 
<coughs> like the shadows just lifting and the light just flowing over and whatever. And you start hearing the uh, the little kid just, I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And so, like, this is going on along with Queen Ramonda talking at this UN meeting. And then next thing you know, they open up the doors and they march those uh, military people in. And they are, <laughs> they are shackled. And the parallels to that was not lost on me. Because it, it did parallel how they used to shackle slaves back in the day, you know. So that wasn't lost on me. And then they put, they made them um, get on their knees. And I was like, oh, they learned all kinds and know the word kneel, huh? Okay. Right, right. They knew that. <laughs> they knew that. They knew what to do. So, uh, and um, Queen Ramonda basically warned them, don't try it again or we will not be this uh, lenient when we catch you. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I know what you're saying, your heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she definitely mean, commanded the room with that. Uh, but she, I mean, it doesn't matter what she does. She can be reading the dictionary. She's going to command the room. You know, because the Angela performance, the, her performance in this movie is one of her most elevated performances. Um, the Keisha Rice performance was incredible. I've Her acting has always been really great. Like, you can go back to uh, Black Mirror, her Black Mirror episode. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah. But she really... She really did elevate her performance here as well. Like they, I mean, they brought it. Yeah, she did, she had to, you know, she had to. She had to for sure. Yeah. Uh, but like, uh, um, Denai Guerrero as well. Like, just everybody. Just you can really see they gave it their all. Yeah, I would love to know what her thought process was with Keisha Wright once she found out that she was going to have to carry this baby. Yeah. You know, because my heart would have dropped to the floor. Like, I ain't ready. Uh. <laughs> so much. Because, I mean, not only has your your coworker and, and probably like a very good friend of yours passed away, he's the iconic, you know, uh, character heading this Marvel movie series. And, you know, there's definitely a certain way you're thinking things are going to go. And then everything changes hmm. overnight. Right. But yeah, um, and if you look at like Shuri's character from the first one to the second one, it was a big shift because like she was like the kid sister. She cracked her little jokes mm-hmm. here and there. She was a smart kid, but she, you know, she did things here and there, but it wasn't a main focus on her. Now it's right. a main focus, and there was some parts of it that she had to turn dark because she was grieving. You know what I mean? Which, to me, is kind of like, it's kind of like a flaw that they might have in the first Black Panther. Because they didn't really grieve the um, the father's death. They did in Civil War. I don't, because I watched Civil War like a couple weeks ago, and I didn't really feel like they grieved I mean, then. I feel, like, I feel like T'Challa did. Yes, because he's the one who's introduced. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, by the time we get back to Wakanda, 
it's been like a week or so, right? So now we got to get the new thing. That's the main focus. Right. So it's all about T'Challa at that point. So Civil War is Shaka T'Challa, and then Black Panther is the T'Challa. Right, right. But it just, it just. And then like... also, you know, we have his death happening in like several movies prior, mm-hmm. and it's the character dies. But we also get to see the character again in the ancestral plane. Right, but right. With this one, Chadwick Boseman is actually gone. We're not going to get to see him again in at all. So uh, we're processing that, and then also the real life kind of thing, and mm-hmm. so are they, right? And this head of the franchise. So it's going to feel and be different. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but it just it it just seems like with the first one, they kind of like. I wouldn't necessarily say they made him out to be a bad person, but... I mean, he did kill his brother. Yeah, like... And abandoned his nephew. I think it was the abandonment of the nephew that was really... But going back to Wanda Forever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but it just... I don't know. Once, you know, once I saw how they was, like, really dealing, which, I mean, I get... It was just like, dang, they really didn't process or deal with the father's death at all. Yeah, because we didn't really get to know him like that. He was never the main character. Right, right, and I I understand that. Yeah, and, I mean, the movie was already kind of long, so. Maybe it's in a deleted scene. It it has to do a lot. This movie has to do so much. Right, right, right. Uh, It was already going to have to do a lot before Chadwick passed away. Mm -hmm. And then add that on top of everything, Right. And honestly, like, I didn't feel it. Like, the time, I didn't feel it. I felt like I, I could have been watching more. Like, where's the five-hour cut? Mm-hmm. I was watching. Yeah. I It didn't feel like almost, what was it, almost three hours? It didn't feel almost like that. Almost three hours. Yeah. Yeah. It, did, it didn't feel like that to me either. Um, And then also, uh, I saw it, the first time I saw it in just uh, the MX 4D seats, and then the second time I saw it in the MX 4D seats with 3D. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Did you ever get motion sick? No. And this is no. The cra- okay. no. <laughs> this is the crazy part about that because the I first there was a lot of water. No, that's the killer part because what? when I saw when I saw the first Black Panther, I saw it in um in the motion seats, but I saw it at a at an AMC theater at an AMC mm-hmm. theater um. They just had like a couple of rows where it was the motion seats. So, and that was it. It was just the motion seats. So then the mm. second time I saw it, I saw it in um, MX 4D 3D. And so when I saw it there, that's when you got all the elements and the stuff, you know, jumped out the screen at you. This time I saw it with the motion seats. And this is the crazy part because the first 30 minutes, our seats weren't on. I had to go tell the manager, like, hey, our seats ain't on, you know. So we ended up getting um, free passes to go back again. So we used our free passes to go see MX4D 3D. But it's not, re- like, if you have to pay for the 3D, it's not really worth it. So I wouldn't suggest to go see the 3D, but the motion, cool. But the first Black Panther was dope. Like, you... Everything that the MX4D does with the snow, with the rain, with the wind, with the motion, 
everything, the smell, everything. You saw that, that you experienced that while you were watching the first Black Panther. You didn't experience that with the with the uh, Wakanda forever. Really? Yeah, we didn't get no snow. We should have got snow, but we didn't get no snow. We should have got snow. We should have a lot of water. Like, a lot of we water. We did not get any water. We didn't get oh. any water. That's what I was. That was what I was anticipating. You know what I'm saying? But was it the same theater? Yes, that's the killer part. It was the same theater. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand that. But maybe a lot of people complain about the water because it's like it's just a squirt of water just randomly squirting at you instead of just raining down or something like that. But Uh, I did the the 4DX like uh, for Star Wars movie, like the last Star Wars movie, Uh and I got so. I got so sick. Really? Like, uh, yeah. I was like, oh, this is the first time I'd ever done that before. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's not for me. But like, the water and stuff was cool. Like the smoke and all that stuff. I love that. Yeah. So I figured there'd be, considering Namor and Talatan, I figured there'd be a lot of more water. Right. I was thinking it too. You know what I mean? But no, we got zero water. We got zero smells. We got zero snow. We got a whole bunch of wind and a lot of motion. Mm, I wonder if it wasn't working. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I'm tired of them, though. (laughs) But, yeah. (laughs) But, yeah. And that's the crazy part, because the first time when we saw it, you know, they test the the seats right before it starts. So, so they were on. And then, all of a sudden, they weren't on. And, you know, you're getting, you're into the movie, and this is your first time seeing it, so you don't know. Especially you don't think with about the, it. right, especially with the beginning that we had. I don't think it should have been too much motion, you know, dealing mm-hmm. with his death or whatever. So I'm not thinking about it till the time when they had their fight on the bridge. I'm like, we are supposed to be moving. You I should know. definitely be feeling some water for sure. Right. And I'm looking around at everybody else, they're not moving. So I went out and told the manager came back by the time I'm like gathering my stuff out of my seat to sit back in the seat they turned the seats on shocked everybody in the whole theater so I just yelled out you're welcome (laughs) 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 but yeah but and then then nobody complained it was just us that complained so they gave us free passes but like my friend um that we went with she was like I'm almost 40 years old these seats are not for me so yeah and I was like really but yeah, them seats ain't for everybody. So yeah, I can respect I was that. Like, I used to get motion sickness from cars and stuff, so I wasn't. Yeah. Um, See, I, I get motion sickness from cars if I'm reading. I yes, can't. Exactly. I can't read. Yeah. And there's something about the stillness of what's in front of you and the motion of your body not being in alignment that makes you sick. Yeah. And so that's what happened to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, let's see. We were talking about. Well, the UN scene yes. where they deliver the uh, prisoners to France and, you know, say to France, in French, here, you know, I'm returning these people. <laughs> like, right, right, right. Here, here, are your, here are your laws to decide. Right? Yeah. And I love that. And there are like six languages spoken in this movie. And um, there are lots yeah. of subtitles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I watch things with subtitles all the time, so I didn't really think about it that much. Um, but I did love how they colored the subtitles to let you know who was speaking what. Yeah. Yeah, it made it easier to read because I can't stand subtitles. 
it takes away from what's going on because I gotta read. So, yeah, I don't like stuff like that. But um, but yeah, um, it made it easier. It definitely made it easier with them um, color coding and whatnot. But I guess that makes sense because like I did not think about how many languages were spoken, but six sounds about right. And then they didn't bombard you with the subtitles. No. You know, so that was a good thing as well. So, um, but yeah, um, so, where do we, where do we go next? What part did you want to talk about next? We get back to Wakanda, you know, um, well, we have Everett Ross and all this stuff coming out, but like, yeah. <laughs> what did you think of the Everett Ross scene? Um, that's the um, the um, what is he? Is he CIA? CIA. Yeah. Um, colonizer. Yeah, the colonizer. <laughs> um, I mean, I can take or leave him. Mm-hmm. He wasn't too much needed like he was in the first one. Um, mm-hmm. what I did like was how they had uh, Elaine from Seinfeld. <laughs> I was so hyped about that. I was just, I was telling them, I was like, that's Elaine, that's Elaine. Because <laughs> I love Seinfeld. So, yeah, I was just like, just too happy. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, I love Seinfeld. So, I was too hyped to see Elaine. Um, Julia, 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 Louise Dreyfus. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and, um, but but uh, I, I feel like hundred... they should have done more because their um their relationship is too is too um too it's too much there that they didn't do n- anything with. I don't think there's really anything there to do anything with. Like I don't know, did you see Black Widow? No. So they introduce her in Black Widow. Okay. In the end credit in the end credit scene. And then she's also in um, Falcon. Uh, it's a show they had on Disney with Falcon and um, the guy who was trying to be Captain America. I, I can't oh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. That was the yeah. other show. Mm-hmm. So she's also in that movie. Oh, okay. Okay. But um, I just feel like yeah. they're di- because of the fact that they're ex. But this is where you learn that they were ever married. Yeah. But it's just like, hey. So y'all give us all of this and y'all don't do nothing with it. Well, I don't know if there's really too much else to be done with it. You know what I mean? Like the relationship is already clearly quite over. Yeah, I mean it's over, but <clears throat> what's the point of making them? What's the point of putting that extra on there, making them extras? To have a little bit of tension and a little bit of comedy, right? Because like a lot of the jokes they make between themselves don't work if they didn't have that prior relationship. Yeah, but I just felt like they could have explored that more. But then we would have been looking at a four-hour movie, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right. We would have definitely been looking at a four-hour movie. But um, excuse me. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we didn't really. I mean, he he was very limited. His his time, his um screen time was very limited, and. Maybe maybe they're gonna use him more now that I mean. Oh, they're definitely gonna use him more. Yeah. Um, because she's building a team, basically. Yeah, yeah, and then they and um. So. They, I mean, 
what all they had to go through with him in the end, you know. So, so I mean, it's a setup for the next movie to use him more. Yeah. But, yeah, but. It's a setup for uh, the next phase. Because that's when, like, her team is going to be coming together. She sent him, you're familiar with Amanda Waller? No. No? Okay. Well, she's going to be. Like they had Amanda Waller type character, right? <laughs> She's gonna be kind of like uh, almost a villain, if not totally a villain, um, building this team. Um, okay. Kind of suicide squatter kind of an idea, sort of, but very loosely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we do also see in the movie. We also get back to, uh, you know, the Americans are also trying to find vibraniums, right? Mm-hmm. Only they created a vibranium detecting device and they found vibranium under the ocean. So they have their big ship out there and a uh, few agents from the CIA are talking about, you know, are going through like what they found um, and they, the detector works. Um, they found some raw blue vibranium under the ocean. The, the drill bit is all chewed up. So they send these guys down there in these huge, you know, suits. Yeah. So they can withstand the water pressure and all that kind of stuff. I mean, so much money has been spent on this, of course, right? Yeah. And they get down there, they see it, they're reporting on it, you know, their vitals are fine, and suddenly one guy's vitals go crazy, and he's gone. And the other partner, this lady down there, she starts freaking out. She's like, I don't know where he is, he's completely gone. And she sees this red jellyfish, and then she's gone. Then we see, you know, a group of people, uh, like, in the water, and they're singing, and it's like a siren thing, so these are the telecoms, right, mm-hmm. singing, and it's like a siren song, because it's a story of the siren, where a man crashed their ship on the rocks listening to the siren song, and this time, the men just hop overboard, just jerk themselves into the ocean, which is just like the eeriest, one of the eeriest images like, I was also watching the show um, Netflix called 1899, and uh-huh. there's, like, a similar thing where, like, er- almost everyone on the boat just leaps overboard. Mm. In a trance, leaps overboard. It's such an eerie, like, sight. Like, it's very weird. Um, and so that's happening, and they're also crawling up the ship and everything, and they, they're, they ta- you know, they're getting into it. They're having a skirmish, a battle, a war, you know? And they've almost everybody on the ship is dead, right? Thanks to these these warriors with all their blue skin and like some have feathers and like they have the masks on and everything, so they can breathe air. Well, breathe while they're outside the ocean. Yeah. I also really love. It's pretty subtle, uh, to me. Um, they didn't make too much of it, but when they come in and out of the water, how their skin color changes. Like, you don't even really think about it. <laughs> But when they're in the water, their skin has that typical melanated color, you know. But as soon as they come out of the water, it's blue. Hmm. Wonder does it have something to do with um, the oxygen? It is. It is. It absolutely is. But it's just such a smooth effect; they didn't really draw much attention to it, you know. Mm-hmm. But it happens every time. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of like, yeah, it is what it is. And uh, anyway, the last two of these American agents are like, 
on the helicopter, like, we gotta get out of here, because at first I think it's Wakandans attacking them, which makes no sense. Uh, <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Um, but then they get on, they get on the microphone, the microphone, they get on the walkie-talkie, they're like, no, it's not the Wakandans, it's somebody else. And by this time, we see Namor, like, flying up from the ocean, right? Just, like, I love the way they have him, like, rise from the water each time. It's, like, so completely smooth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in, like, it's not, a, it's inhuman, right? Yeah. Humans cannot get up from the water like this. Right. Um, but you see him flying with the wings that he has on his ankles, and he takes the helicopter and spins it around and crashes into the ocean. Yeah. And it's just very much, like, such a good introduction to, like, these people are serious. Oh, yeah. Okay? Absolutely. So what do you <laughs> feel about that story. introduction? The, hmm? what, what do you feel about the introduction to them? What, what are they called? The talk? Talkathons. Talkathons, yeah. I thought it was great. Yeah. Because it's, it's, like, kind of mysterious, right? Uh, you get you do get a little bit of sense of, like, what kind of power they have, what kind of warriors they are, um, and what they're willing to do to protect what they have. And, but it's also, like, under this co- cover of darkness, so you still have that kind of little bit of mystery or whatever. I thought it was great. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, I'm surprised Marvel even went that far, because there was a lot of killing in that. And we didn't yeah. get to see any bloody bodies or anything like that, so that's a lot of, that's a lot of death. No, they don't, they, yeah. They don't really do blood, ever, but, yeah, yeah it's a lot of, like, that person is at death. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Blood or no blood. Right, right. And then and then the whole like being hypnotized to kill yourself, you know? That was a lot too. Wild. Like, I love it. Yeah, like it was it was dope. Um, like I said, I'm surprised Marvel even let them go that far. But I'm glad they did. I'm glad they did too, you know. Mm-hmm. Um that just, you know, showed that they were not playing no games. And then, and it's so funny because <laughs> with the whole them blaming Wakanda or whatnot, the first time I watched it, I was like, yep, blame the black folks. <laughs> that's that's the first thing I thought. I was like, yep, everybody gonna blame the black folks. But yeah. And I was thinking, you're not even near Wakanda right now. Right. Like, you you're in the water, you know? Why would it be them attacking you? That doesn't make sense. Exactly. Like, like it's in the water at the bottom of the ocean floor. Do y'all not realize that Wakanda has a whole force field around it to protect it? Why would we put it in the ocean? You're not even near Africa right now. Right! Like, why would we put it in the ocean? Like, right. So, yeah. Like, it didn't add up. It honestly didn't add up that they was even in the ocean trying to look for it, but whatever. They were just trying to look for whatever they could find it, I think. Right, just anywhere. But, um, yeah, so, so, yeah, they, uh, that, yeah, that introduction was, was pretty dope. It was pretty dope. Um, then, yeah, then we get back to Wakanda, and it's Queen Ramonda and Shuri, and Shuri's, like, spent this entire year in her lab trying to recreate the heart-shaped herbs but Killmonger burned it all up mm-hmm. and she hasn't been able to do it and that's what she was trying to do when she was trying to save her brother she couldn't right. she couldn't get it 
just don't have any. It's just it just it just doesn't create a stable enough, you know, a, or viable re recreation of the of the earth. Uh, so, you know, she just kind of been intense on this. She's been blaming herself. Uh, probably has not let up. Uh, she's cut herself off from like feeling any kind of anger. We don't see that kind of like fire, fire revenge that we got from the child in Civil War. Mm -hmm. She's like not trying to feel that. Right, right. Uh, or anything, you know. Right, probably. right. She lost herself um, in the work, definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah, which, I mean, which is a, is something that people try to do without mm -hmm. trying to deal with grief, you know. So. Yeah, people cope in a lot of different ways and becoming a workaholic is one of a very common one. Right. Yeah. So, uh, her, mom, her mother, of course, is concerned about her spending all her time in a lab like this and stewing in her guilt and grief and despair. And so she takes her out uh, to do the ceremony where they burn their mourning clothes to symbolize the, the end of the mourning period and to start something new. And, uh, the clothes they have were going to end. Like, everything is just so freaking beautiful. I mean, royalty for real. Yeah. Even to the haircut. Like, her haircut was so cute. The wigs? Yes. Phenomenal. Yes. Like, that haircut. I could see her rocking that haircut in real life. Like, in real life. I was like, I'm like transfixed yeah. by it. Because you're telling me she's got this short uh, this this PWA Tony Afro completely white paper cut wig and it looks so good. Right. Right. It looks it looks so real. Like right, like Tyler Perry take notes. Cause he whoever not, <laughs> he's not spending that money. That's what he's doing. He's not doing it. Yeah. He's a billionaire. He's not gonna spend that money. Like sir. And that's the crazy part. You know what I'm saying? You know, because this should not be a running joke. That your wig I can't like want that. better for you than you want for yourself, though. So hey, right. But she looks amazing, and uh, you know they're they're doing this ritual. She's she's talking to Shuri about how she feels her son like in in the wind in the air, and she, you know, she's like he's dead, but he's not gone. And uh, Shuri's just like, well, that's just a construct your mind is made created to make you feel better about the situation, you know. Uh, she's like, I just don't believe in it. And, you know, that continues from what we saw in the first movie where they were like, you know, Shuri is a child who lost the tradition kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And um, for her, because it's not tangible, she's like, it's, it doesn't matter. And that would also lead into her, like, connecting with those emotions, which she does not want to do. Uh, but then her mother asked a really great question. Well, like, okay, well, what did your mind come up with to comfort you? What, how are you feeling? Because right, right. you know everything, right? Right, right. Uh, <laughs> and before they can really get into that, Namor shows up. Now, how he got in, nobody knows. He didn't. Nobody was able to detect him. I don't know if the river tribe was just sleeping or what was like. What was happening? Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out how he got in too. Mm -hmm. Like, and it wasn't just him. Right. Right. Like. I don't know. Maybe the force field doesn't go in the water. It does. Well, dang. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. Well, maybe.
maybe it was all that vibranium around that. his neck. That's what I'm thinking. But, yeah. You know. Because uh, as far as they know, they're the only ones on Earth who have it. Right. Right. And then so they find out. <laughs> they're not. He shows up, and he, uh, I just love Max Fuerza in this movie. He's so charismatic, intense. He can be funny when he when they give him the opportunity to be. Mm-hmm. It's just beautiful. Yes. It's great all around. Yes. So, <coughs> the one that he's like, oh, this is nice. This is so nice. It smells good in here and everything. <laughs> Y'all got that brain. I'll never have to leave. My mom told me all about this place, you know, whatever. Yeah. And he's upset with them and with T'Challa because he revealed the capabilities of uh, vibranium to the world, and now, you know, people are looking for vibranium, and they stumbled across, or near to, Palacan, and uh, he feels like that's a threat to his people, which it is, and uh, he wants them to make it right, even though they weren't the ones who made it wrong in the first place, but okay, um, and find the scientist who created the vibranium detection device, and, uh, you know, deliver that scientist to them, right? So that nobody else can do this, and they even, you know, he's not alone, and whoever he's with, which is most likely Nomura and the, the other warriors, I think she comes up, um, deliver that device to them. You know, mm-hmm. and during this scene, I love how Ramonda and Shuri have their spears trained on him the entire time. Mm-hmm. Like when he moves, they move. Like right. they are not, yeah. They may be just the, the two of them there, probably not more than likely though, and but they're not going out without a fight here. Right. And I like the fact that even though they're royalty, they are trained, basically trained mm-hmm. assassins. So you can try it if you want to. <laughs> they're not shrinking flat. They're not shrinking violets. Like mm-hmm. they know how to fight. Right. Um. What was I gonna say? Uh. Oh. Do you feel, because I've, I've seen this because I've watched several reviews since the movie been out, um, and I'm seeing people kind of like be critical on this part of the story. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that that was a good idea to have Nemour want to go after the scientist that built it? I can totally understand why you would want to do that, yeah. Yeah, because some people have made the argument that that wasn't a good um, thing because <coughs> because it wasn't necessarily the scientists that built it that you should have the issue with. It's the people that you're using it incorrectly or using it for bad. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But also, which one is the easier target to hit? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can see both arguments on that um but we have to usher in um what's her name iron heart yeah Riri williams yeah that that too and also like uh okay what 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 is the movie of no more trying to take down the entire like what we're already doing a lot like yeah if and if you're going for the scientists it's a much easier smaller target to hit you know one person rather than a system of cultural and the societal expectations and governments and militaries. Let's go for the one scientist first. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see that. But then I can also see you trying. Because the way that the telecan is uh, constructed, they have constructed themselves to make us believe that they are ridiculous amounts in numbers. So for them to go after, like, America wouldn't necessarily be something far-fetched. But they also want Wakanda to do it. Right. Because they still want to be ambiguous, you know? They want to be ambiguous, and they also want... Because they know, you know... They feel like it's Wakanda's fault. Right. They want Wakanda's alliance, and they also know Wakanda's going to be powerful enough to do that. Yeah. So let me do this one thing first, and then we can escalate. Yeah. If it doesn't work out. And if it did, it's still... Now, would you have trusted Namor to do the, you know? To do what? To do what he said? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, <clears throat> who's to say that he would have stopped? Like, if they were to go on ahead and comply and gave him Ironheart, who's to say that he would have stopped at Ironheart? You know, he could have just turned. Oh, yeah. Sure. I mean, you have no idea. Right, right. And that's part of the intrigue of the movie is like, because right after this, they have that kind of uh, roundtable discussion with elders and tribe leaders, mm-hmm. you know, about what to do about Namor and Wakanda. Right, right. Like, so that is one of the questions they're even asking themselves, right? Right. Because Mbaku says, you know, well, who's to say he doesn't come back and ask for more? Right. Or just come back and attack us, period, you know? Cause that would have been my whole thing. Like, well, I don't know him. I ain't never heard of him. He heard us, right. but I ain't, I ain't never heard him. All. I need his resume. I need something, right. you know, <laughs> before I before I put myself out there for him and, and do something for him. Like, who are you, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, should I be afraid? Like, I get you got my. But brand it's new. also in their best interest too that these other countries don't get a hold of vibranium. Right. Right, like it need like so, their search for vibranium needs to stop. Period. You know, regard. So regardless. I can, them going after Riri, like just like basically just to see what's up, like to assess mm-hmm. like what's really happening on this side, makes a lot of sense because yeah. they still they still don't want these countries getting vibranium either. Right. Right. So if we can assess the situation by going after the scientists, because it is actually in our interest to find out what's going on. Then let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see that because they did not know about that um, attack until no more. Right. So, um, and then that's when they um, got a hold of the colonizer, mm-hmm. you know, to see what was up. He was the one who told them, you know, right. like, well, what about that? And they're like, what are you talking about? If it wasn't for those chain of events, then Wakanda wouldn't have known. And they probably could have been, you know, blindsided. You just never know. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So, they end up going to, um, well, what's her name? Okoye. And, uh, after she made, after she made a argument for Shuri to come, 
um, reluctantly, Queen Ramonda says that Shuri can go with her to America to get Iron Heart. Like, I'll protect her, you know, I can do business on my feet. But she is also thinking about how Shuri's been basically locked in her lab for a year. Right. She needed to get out. Yeah. Yeah. She needed to get out. She needed something to do outside of that lab. So, um, yeah, so they end up going to America. Um, and then once they find out who this, uh, who this scientist, mad scientist is, she ends up being a, um, a black college student in Massachusetts. And so, 19-year-old Riri Williams mm-hmm. at MIT. Yes. In the south side of Chicago. Right. Right. So they ended up, um, you know, rolling up on her. <clears throat> Which, after, uh, a, a, a unique interaction, for lack of a better word, she, <laughs> she ends up going with them. Oh, it was a great, it was a great scene. The whole scene yeah. was so great. Like, and even starting from just Okoye and Shuri, like, leaning on the car and watching her, mm-hmm. you know, um, and Okoye is like, you know, hoping she she's like, I'm gonna go do it. You know, they look also they look so fucking cool. Like the two I was just incredible. about to say, like Okoye's cat suit was everything in more. With the, with the blazer and the shoulder pads and the cat eye glasses. Yes, yes. I think that I think they were Louis Vuitton or something. But yeah. Yeah, like Okoye so was everything. and then they sitting on that expensive ass sports car, like that was that's the a purple track shoe on Shuri was even it was just like very yeah. very cool, uh, right? Just kind of like a minimalist tech, like it looks so cool. Yeah, like that was giving me Fresh Prince vibes. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah, so just like them two's over there with the car is a poster in itself. It is, you know, it is. And then this is the this is the funny part about that. Okay, so you know it's a whole lot of people um, that have um, partnerships with Black Panther, you know, for um, uh, what's that called? Uh, For merch. One of them is MAC Cosmetics. They have a whole Black Panther line, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But who got the free promotion in that scene? Fenty. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, that is hilarious. I and didn't catch it the first time, but this, I heard it like, he's like, Fenty 440? <laughs> yes. Like, I caught it, I caught it the first time because I, I wear Fenty, but um, I had went to Mac, I think in between the first and second time I saw mm-hmm. it. I had went to Mac, and I saw their display it was, of course, it was uh, it was Black Friday, so they was almost sold out. But uh, that's when it dawned on me, anything? like I didn't get anything from the line, cause they were almost sold. Like what I would have gotten, it was sold out. So, yeah, um, I think they had like eyeshadow left. I ain't even gonna lie. Um, listen, yeah. I barely used what I got. So, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, so um. I had caught it then, and I was just like, that is so funny that they gave the free promo to Rihanna, and they paid for that sponsor. Mac paid for that sponsorship. So, yeah. 
shout out to uh, Riri. <laughs> I wonder, like, if that was a line or if that was improvised or something. It was just, it was so quick. Right. Um, but they had the number and everything. That's why I don't think it was improvised. Well, I mean, people make Fenty jokes like that. I've seen people make Fenty jokes like oh, that. Oh, okay. On Twitter. Uh-huh. Um, like, you know, you're you you're a four forty but you're acting like a different number. Like that. Oh hell no. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, it could have I guess it could have been improvised then. <clears throat> but but yeah. it's great. They go to her dorm room, they get in there, she's like, Am I being recruited? And they're like, No. I was like, Why not? <laughs> like she gotta be her own person. She need to be recruited. Yeah, if you if I went to Wakanda, I would never leave. Right. Come, Lee, come back here for what? Right. I'm like, uh, can my family come over? Can I have visitors? Cause I'm not leaving. <laughs> we can Facetime, but best best I'm gonna give you. Cause I'm sure the signal will be very strong. Oh I'm yeah, really yeah, it'd be crystal clear. <laughs> be crystal clear. So, but yeah, so um. That great. The scene is really great. She's like trying to, you know, she's like, I've got differential equations. Like, I don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. I'm like, girl, are you serious? Right, right, right. Uh, and she's like, she's going to, she threw her speaker at them and like, Okoye sliced in half. You know, very mm-hmm. simple, very easy. And, uh, you know, she picks up a heater and everything. And uh, she's like, oh, she's still gonna fight for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. It's like you have two options: you become a Wakanda conscious or unconscious. You know? Right. But you're coming. And way. Trey's like, yeah. Trey's like, well, maybe she can fight this, you know, fish king with her heater by herself. We can leave her alone. <laughs> <laughs> and, but the funny thing is, at the end of the movie, that's essentially what they do. Yeah. Right. Right. So, um, yeah. So she. Reluctantly with a fight, she just ends up going with them, <laughs> and so they end up going to basically her lab. And yeah. while they're at her uh, lab and whatnot, that's when the feds are coming. So the feds got tipped out that they were there, and they want all three of them to come out. Of course, they're not gonna come out. Um, and they ended up going on a police chase. I guess that's yeah. what you would call this. We get to see, and they put like a very purposeful line in there, and they're like, "He's got an Iron Man suit." Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we also get to learn about like her, you know, her interest in tech and stuff like that, and like how deep it is, and then also like the whole thing with the car, her stepfather, their relationship. We learn a little bit about that. They have that whole police chase scene, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but like my favorite part is like. When it's towards the end of that scene, where she like uh, bombs the police on the bridge, and uh, all three of them come through the fire, like Sherry on the motorbike, Akoya in the car, and then Riri in the suit. And I was just like, yeah, this is so yeah. cool. Because I was, it kind of like uh, made me think about that scene, and was it, was it Endgame? Oh, I can't remember. But where they had like all the female characters from the different movies like sharing a little kind of shot together. Together. Oh yeah, when they were um, walking. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Well, that's cool, but like, they don't know each other. Like, none of them knows each other. No, they don't. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
And yeah. so this was just so much better. I was like, oh, this is so cool. I wish I we gotten a little bit more of like the three of them together, you know. But of course, we're running on two hours and forty five minutes, so right. I understand. Right now, with that car scene, um, that's comparable to the uh the car scene from the first Black Panther. Which one do you feel was uh, better? I don't know. I think they were both pretty great, actually. Um, the one that they had in South Korea was really great because it was an introduction, kind of like what you know Okoye could do in a car, what Nakia could do. I, what, the one thing I like that South Korea scene is one of my favorite scenes, particularly the fight scene before the car chase. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just very much like surprise after surprise after surprise for that first scene in uh, South Korea. So it's hard to beat that, you know, mm-hmm. just based on that alone. Um, but the scene here was still really great. Like you have the interaction with Okoye and then Brio, the AI, which was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Shuri's killing on the bike. And then most of all, you have this, this thing, you know, showing Riri what she can do with her home built mm-hmm. Iron Man suit. Yeah. Um, for me. But I think the favorite part of that scene is like the fight on the bridge. Yes. Between Okoye and Mora. Yes. That's what I was gonna say. Like for me, even though um the car scene in uh in the first one was really good and I really like the part where they broke mm-hmm. that car all the way down to the car seat. That was hilarious. Yeah, that's all she had. <laughs> right. That was hilarious. But I feel like the one in Wakanda Forever was better because it does give you that fight scene and that fight scene was amazing. That's so good. Yes, that fight scene was awesome. Let's see. They said they they worked on the choreography for that one fight scene for four months. I heard that. Yeah. And it paid off. Unheard of. It It absolutely did. Mm -hmm. It absolutely did. Um, just shout out to the choreographers in this movie (laughs) yes I love how they give everybody different fighting styles right Mm -hmm. Uh, and this is something you can see that's one of the reasons why I really love that fight scene is the South Korea scene from the first movie is because Nakia, Okoye and T'Challa all have different fighting styles Mm -hmm. very different Um, you get to see how what the fighting styles of the Pelicans are versus Okoye and everything you get to learn kind of a little bit more about their power set, uh, although not everything. And uh, oh, God, when Okoye's shoulder was dislocated by the spear, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Everybody, like both times I watched it, everybody was like, oh, like it yeah. happened to this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that. Yeah. And then, you know, <clears throat> that was the part where I was like, okay, these seats are not working. So when I went and saw it the second time. Like, I should be feeling I, this. Right, right. So when I went and saw it the second time, there was like a lot of, I didn't realize how long I was gone. Because I, that's when I left was during that fight scene with that Black Panther movie. So when I saw it the second time, there was a lot that I had missed on that first. And I was like, dang, because this is like one of those movies that you don't want to go to the bathroom or nothing like that. No. So, There's really no good point to leave, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, so like, I was, I'm, I was happy I went and saw it the second time so I could see that because mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't realize how much I had missed. 
it was it was my really mom good. actually went to go see this with like the red hatters group and i had to tell them like go to the bathroom before you go because <laughs> all the three hours right we're just pushing it for anybody really right 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 because i like the second time i went in i didn't go the first time i went in i did have to go to the bathroom and i didn't like it <laughs> yeah the, the first time like i was with a group of friends we actually bought out the theater so it was mm-hmm. just us um but everybody was the bathroom. <laughs> right <laughs> right Right, because I was like, yeah, I'm not getting up no more. I was mad I had to get up to go tell them about them seats, but yeah. I was like, nope, not doing it. <laughs> but, um, but the sightseeing on the bridge was really great. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, definitely enjoyed it. And then, you know, it displayed what they were up against in regards to um, the Colican, because, yeah, they're dope fighters. But I don't think that they've had somebody to match their skill quite like the Colican until. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. 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 So it was, it was like, um, it was just like you know they was on their same on the same level, so that was dope to see. I mean, Okoye handled the the first four pretty easily. Yeah, and then they got up. Like. And then they got up. <laughs> and then they got up. So. Yeah. I know. Super and that's, fight. What, one of the one of the questions I kind of had, like, because um, with Tato Khan, you know, they got their, they also got the passion heart they've earned, right? Mm-hmm. Theirs is a little different just based on where it is, right? So, but all of their ancestors, not I'm sorry, all of their descendants get the powers too. Yeah. Right. So you have a lot more shared power in Tato Khan than you have in Wakanda. Yeah. And one like, thing. Hey, one thing I did not understand. Okay, so I get that Namor was the first one to be born after they switched over. Mm-hmm. But why what does that have to do with him like living all these many years? He's a mutant. Why would he be a mutant? <laughs> well, he's a mutant because they all took the herb directly, right? Uh-huh. And um, so, but when you start him, of course, you'd have the you'd have the amniotic fluid and the placenta and stuff. So you get a lot of stuff, but it may not be quite as direct. You may not get quite everything. And he's still developing. So I'm guessing there's the idea that it it, it changed his DNA. In a way that would be different than if you just took it yourself. Now it probably extends all of their lives somewhat, but for whatever reason, those are just the traits that he got more. You would think it would be in reverse because if he's comes this movie, I'm not gonna say too much about it. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Because I'm just thinking of like Blade. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, oh, Blade, see, it's a franchise, so yeah, you know. <laughs> but. You know, I'm just thinking like, okay, that that's the part that just didn't make sense to me. But um, yeah. but yeah. So. I mean, for me, for me, it was like when they're underwater. Mm-hmm. How does Shuri hear him when she's in the suit? How does he hear Shuri when he is outside of her suit? That's not how sound works in water. Like, You're absolutely. Right. <laughs> but then I'm also like, how many of this movie we're not even gonna right. like. 
can't do a, a think piece on that. We just have to True. deal with the flow. Yeah. 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 Like this is this is the thing that I why would this be this be the thing that I care about? I mean, it hasn't even been canceled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of people were criticizing the um the the wings, like how they um mm-hmm. made them look. I didn't think too much of it. I thought the wings looked fine. Yeah. I would love to see like somebody break it down, like what the supposed physics of that would be. That would just be fun, nerdy fun for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I think the wings look good. Right. I didn't think the wings looked like they were strong enough for his whole body. Well, who knows how they work? I don't. Has anybody ever had any wings on their ankles? True. I don't like. True. Are they connected directly to his calf muscles? I have no idea. Right. (laughs) Like, I mean, do you have to hold yourself up like a hoverboard? Like, I don't know. How does that work? No clue. Yeah, I think we're thinking too much. <laughs> like the same clown pass, like the same clown pass, uh, posse and madness. Like I just, mm. yeah. <laughs> uh. But yeah, um, yeah. So what else? But the Pelicans kidnapped Shuri. Well, they're gonna take Riri. Yeah, they were gonna Shuri's take like, Riri. Wait, take me with you. Mm-hmm. You know, take us to your leader, basically. And uh, thankfully, she has. She also has, you know, her Okoye beads. <laughs> her bees that you know can like translate language and they can do everything right so we get to know what they're saying they get to hear what she's saying in their language mm-hmm. that's cool too and so they're like all right come on and they take her they take her to Pelican and we know yeah yeah now while she's down there or whatever she ends up building a rapport with Nimoy before that we get to Wakanda and Okoye and Ramonda in the throne room. Forgot about that part. So, yeah. So, Okoye goes back to Wakanda without Shuri, without Riri. And, um, without using cuss words, she got cussed out by Queen Ramonda. Because <laughs> Okoye's like, I can go get them. Go ahead and send me. And, yeah. Everything Ramonda said was right. She was right. She was 1,000% right. And this scene is where Angela Bassett is going to get that Oscar nomination. You heard it here first. This is so. where she she's going to get that Oscar it. nomination. She has to. Because this scene right here, if you don't feel nothing else that Queen Ramonda says in this whole movie, you're going to feel her on that scene. Because that's when that's when you feel all the pain, all the mourning from her husband to her son and now potentially her daughter. She don't have nothing. And, and, and this is what also like was part of the part of the trailer where she's like, Have I not given everything? Right. And like even when she says it in the trailer, I was like, Okay, okay. Right. So you can just feel it, you know. Right, right. And um you know, she's telling the clay like, because the clay is like you know, Koya's saying, I've given everything for this. Let me die for my country. You know, this is what I, this is the only thing I don't want to do. Let me make it right. Da, da, da. And <laughs> uh, Ramona's like, no. In fact, you're fired. You yeah. failed me too many times. Because yeah. remember, Koya went with the Dora Milaje and supported Killmonger when he won. And Ramona had to well, sit back. Her, not only her, her and the elders. She does make that point that her and the elders are the same thing. And she's like, uh, you know, you you did that. 
you back around. But I don't. But I don't think. I don't think that that should be that in particular shouldn't be held against her. Well, it's just a part of her pattern of, you know, making wrong calls, calling wrong shots. It's not. But I don't necessarily think it's a wrong call because her. It was a wrong call. But no, this is the thing. For for Ramonda. Yeah. She can look at it as a wrong call, but in all actuality, it wasn't a wrong call because she pledged to the throne. She didn't pledge to the person. So if Mm -hmm. Killmonger is the king, then he's on the throne, and my pledge is to the throne. Yeah, no. You gotta be flexible. Like, a lot of some of the scenes in not only this movie, but also Wakanda and Black Panther, uh, is that you need to abandon tradition when it no longer serves you. Just because it's traditional does not make it right. And what Okoye did was not right. Just because it was traditional, that doesn't make it okay. But, but I mean, he was he rightfully took the throne. It wasn't like he came in there with a gun and put it to T'Challa's head and said, give me the he throne. He would have if he could have. But he did it the right way, though. He, no, well, he got it fair and square. He, he doesn't still have to support him. I'm one of those. But that's she can the make thing. the personal choice to not do that. But that's she the decided thing. To not, she, she decided to go with tradition. That was her choice. That was her choice. Ramonda yeah, is right to say, you made the wrong choice. And I had to sit here and you were still general. Even after you made the wrong choice, I still kept you general. Now you convinced me to let my only remaining child, family member, go out into the world. You promised me you would protect her. You came back empty handed. Yeah. You fired. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying that that was wrong for what she did. Cause I mean, you convinced me to give you my child, and you come back without her, and we don't know what the hell they doing with her. You know what I'm saying? So I totally understand. And this ain't the first time. And granted, she did, you know, stick up her her husband for the throne. But in the same breath, it feels like you're, you're, you know, failing at your job at this point. And I can't take their chances now. So I get it. I can imagine, like, hearing, Ramonda hearing Okoye say she had given everything. Right? Mm -hmm. And Ramonda makes the point where you can still go see your traitorous husband if you want to. Right. My family is dead. Period. I get it. I get it. I'm not saying I don't get it. However, her it is her position. She pledged the throne. Killmonger got the throne fair and square. He didn't. He didn't go about it no silly ass way. He got. He got the throne fair and square. So. And you sat there and supported him, and you sat there and let him had to burn all the heart-shaped herb up, girl. You let him burn all the heart-shaped herb up. What was she supposed to do? He's the king. She's supposed to do what's right for Wakanda. Her pledge is to the throne, and that was that's the thing, though. Like, I mean, she pledged to the throne. She kept that pledge. That pledge got her in trouble. Yeah, because it was not the right thing to do. Yeah, eventually, you know what I'm saying. But what if, what if Killmonger still was, you know, still was the king? Then what, you know? So Michael, she would still be wrong. She would still be wrong. <laughs> so Michael W. says, if you do it the right way with nefarious, vengeful means, 
how Wright was Killmonger and how Wright was Okoye for pledging to the throne. Some people do make that argument that Killmonger was right. I'm one of those people that don't necessarily. I'm one of those people that don't necessarily look at him as a villain. Now, how he got to Wakanda may be up in the air. However, how he was treated in Oakland was dead ass oh, yeah. wrong. So, oh, one hundred percent, ain't no escaping that. Yeah. However, Nakia was the one who was right the entire time. Yeah. She made the argument to what T'Challa eventually came to as a conclusion in like the first 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah. She tells him, you know, other countries are doing these things for these people. We can do what they do and we can do it better. Mm-hmm. And he's like, nah, nah, nah. And then eventually at the end of the movie, he's like, we should be doing these things these other countries do. <laughs> right. And it's just like, <laughs> But yeah. If you had just listened to Nakia, like, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it's also like coming to terms with these wrong decisions that your family, your ancestors made and people coming on you and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah. Some like to say, it's what Maria just said. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, he, I, and that's one of the things I love about these movies is that the villains or the antagonists make points. Yeah, right? they make great points. They, they make, make points. great points. But I'm not about to give them flowers for all that. Because like, other people also made those points. They, but they also decided not to like become a killer for the CIA and try to save like government and you know, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Even though they did him absolutely wrong. They did him absolutely yeah. wrong and dirty. Right, and you can't be mad at the way that he retaliated. Like you cannot dictate somebody's reaction to your action. He watched his father yeah. die at the hands of his father's brother. And then was abandoned to deal with abandoned. the aftermath. You know what I'm saying? So, um, what's his name? T'Chaka. He created this. He started this gangster oh, yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? So you, so he's the fault. He's at fault for how Killmonger turned out, and mm-hmm. what Killmonger did, and all that type of stuff. That's King T'Chaka's fault. You know what I'm saying? So like, we got yeah, we got to go back to the Okoye beginning. Saw what was happening. Okoye knew who he was. Uh, Okoye knew how bad this would be for Wakanda, and Okoye did his thing. Because Okoye pledged to the throne. It's wrong. It's inflexible. That inflexibility will result in consequences like getting fired. Possibly. But. (laughs) (laughs) But it's also also a really good setup because there's going to be Adora Milaje Reed there in some shape or form. It's going to be done by Ryan Coogler. And Okoye and I also Mecca yeah. is going to be, I believe is going to be in it as well. I hope so because they didn't do a lot with her here. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I heard I'm about that. I'm looking forward that. to that. Also, the the robe that the queen is wearing in the scene is red. This red robe and dress with all these jewels and embroidery. I was sick. Sick. Yeah. It's so uh, stunning. And then also the performance of Denai Guerrero, she's like crying. She's like squeezed by the, like, oh God. You know, it's like, I feel her, but then also, you betrayed me for Eric, but you want to call me mother, girl, whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 
such a great scene. It was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, it was it was an awesome scene. Um, if she don't get nominated, we don't have a problem. But um, Michael uh, W said, "Yeah." Oh, Michael says, "Uh, side side note, name more about to be a problem for the MCU." I can see that. Um, I don't know that much about Namor, but I've seen like uh, people talking about like how petty he is in the comics. Like he's very mm-hmm. petty. Now, and there's also this whole thing with him like being in love with uh, what's her name, Reed Richards' wife, Susan Richards. Yeah, in the comics. Oh, okay. so we'll see how that goes in the movie. Well, speaking of Namor and his love interest, when uh, how did you feel about the interaction between him and um, Suri? It was a seduction, but it was about power. It was not about I'm interested in you as a romance kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was like low key working? I think it could have, but he's he was just so very kind of hard headed. Like, just so, like, it's my way, period. Inflexible, again. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he was definitely inflexible. I felt like they could have came to a happy medium. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it would have been cute for them to, like, you know, ride off into the sunset. Maybe, but I did not get that kind of vibe, necessarily. Like, for me, like, he was definitely, he was definitely, like, Oh girl, let me, let me get you this new dress. Here, have some food. Let me give you this, you know, bracelet that belonged to my mother. Let me show you around the town. You know, mm-hmm. it's very that, but it's not like because I'm really interested in you. We should merge our kingdoms and blah, 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 you know, but it's like because we should make an alliance because we care about each other. Yeah, um, it was. It felt like he was kind of low key trying to pull on her heartstrings. To show, oh for sure, yeah, to show yeah. everything because he wants to show her what he's protecting. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I so mean like, that that makes total sense to me. And then also, you know, I mean, there's two. There's also like these. There, they have two very different experiences of these uh, closed off countries, right? So Wakanda has never dealt with colonization or anything like that, mm-hmm. while they've more seen it firsthand. Right, right, right. right. So you know. That's for, that's very different, two very different experiences. Mm-hmm. And uh, Wakanda is much more about diplomacy, right? They like they like to do the diplomacy thing. That's why we see them like in the UN all the time giving speeches and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It's not they're afraid to fight, but let's try this diplomacy first and see how that goes, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Kala Khan is not really that way, right? You know, from based on this movie. Yeah, they're completely um, closed off. They're like, mm, let's just fight about it. Yeah. Yeah. So Michael says, but Namor is power hungry despite his infatuation with Shuri. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can agree with that. That That's the most, that's like the top of the list for him. And he doesn't trust anyone. Yeah. He doesn't trust them. You know. Right. He um, says, because- nor does he always mm-hmm. listen to reason. Mm-hmm. Basically, what you were about to say. Exactly. Because yeah. <laughs> Shuri is like, well, we'll just keep the scientist. Make sure she can't leave. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, nah, I can't trust that. And it's like, well, this is like the easiest option out of everything. Right. 
we don't have anything to gain by telling people you exist because we don't want people having we don't want anybody else having uh you know vibranium either right so we'll just keep the scientists so they can't find it she's like no that doesn't work yeah, like, he wanted it his way, and that was just what it was, right. you know. Right. So, but, but um, we also this scene, we also think so. She fires the clay and everything, and it's very, oh, it's sad because you can feel it all. Mm-hmm. Like you get everybody's motivations for what they're doing and why they feel the way they do, and it's just it's heartbreaking to see a clay cry. Like, oh, she has such big tears and everything. Yeah, I uh, mean, how did you feel about the tears? Because Ramon, Queen Ramonda and Okoye both had a tear. Because mm-hmm. they were they were both crying for lots of different things, right? Yeah. For the things that they're, they've lost, the things that they're losing. Yeah. So the feel, just their feelings being that intense. Yeah. Yeah, Namor had Killmonger tendencies, but Namor, yeah. I'm sorry, Michael W. says that Namor had Killmonger tendencies. Mm-hmm. And yes, this is true. The only thing is that Namor cares about his people as a whole. Well, Killmonger felt like he was betrayed by them, which he was. Yeah, he felt yeah. he felt like he was betrayed by his people, but the thing is, his idea was to be an imperialist, right? Because he directly quotes Britain, you know, the sun will never set on the Wakanda Empire. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, uh, back to, back to this tier. Um, I, I get, I get the tears. Because it was, it was very heartfelt. Um, and they were, it was painful. It was painful. Um, but, I wish they would have done it without tears. I don't think it's possible because there's just so much they're holding back that they're they're just finally kind of releasing, especially from Ramonda's side, right? Like her whole speech is about these things that have happened to her that you know Okoye might have had a hand in, like things mm-hmm. Okoye can do that she can't do, and she's probably not expressed this before. So having to you know express all of this and like basically revisiting all these emotions and also dealing with the fact that her family is gone, that no one's sure it is what's happening to her. Yes. I can't no, like, I get it. Water I like I can't I can't see that not happening without some water in your eyes. No, I and t- then I totally get it. feeling like she's failed. Right. Period. Uh and not once but twice. <laughs> right. You know. Right. No, I totally understand this, this thing she's fought so hard to have, like, you know, I can't, I can't see going through that scene dry-eyed. I can't see it. Well, my thing is, is, um, unrealistic. Unrealistic or not, I just feel like they should have done it tearless because of the whole woman thing about it. You know what I'm saying? Because if you were yeah. if you were to exude emo like say for instance you're in a relationship and you were to exude a emotion of a tear or two or fifteen, it always kind of well not always but it kind of gets dismissed like oh that's a girl crying whatever you that's know what I'm not saying? my problem that's his problem I get that but we do have men watching as well you know what I'm saying so I just feel like I don't care <laughs> like I I get it. But I just feel like <laughs> they shouldn't have. I shouldn't have did that. I that's I, just I, me. I, 
yeah, no, but nah, yeah, no, they totally should do that because women are human people who have emotions as well. If you're going to like uh, say, oh, how dare she have an emotion regarding this and like show it physically, like I can't help you, and I'm not gonna cater to you. Right? No, I I understand. I understand your thoughts, Jessica, and I do agree to a certain extent. It just because of the way it's perceived. Like if it was two men talking and they would have had it here, then. I would have, uh, I would have accepted that more in a woman because it just seems like we all, we are always looked to be the more emotional of the two. So, so whose fault is that? Who made up that? Who said that was a thing? Well, I didn't write the rules, ma'am. I didn't write the rules. I just, I know, but I'm saying who them. did. I know who wrote the rules. Yeah, but I just feel like. So why should we cater to the rules? Because. I didn't want I didn't want that scene to be dismissed. I didn't want them to be but like, if the oh, scene is they're dismissed crying. by people who believe in the rules, even though the rules are bull. The rules are bull, on occasion. So why cater to them? Why cater to them? Why pretend like they have any actual value when they don't? Because I don't want I don't want the point to be dismissed. That's my whole. But thing. why do you worry about them? Who cares about them? All right. <laughs> <laughs> So Okoye had to go back to being a civilian. Um, yeah, hard. And, hard. Yeah, that that was very hard. That was very hard. And then uh, we see Queen Ramonda go to Haiti, and, and they say it a different way. Winnie Mandela, oh, her look. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right? Yeah, they say Haiti. They pronounce it a different way. Haiti. Haiti. Right. No, no H. Oh. Really. A I T. No. <laughs> I T. I T. Yeah, kind of like I T, basically. Oh. But um. Okay. Um. I just noticed it was different. I was like, oh. It is different. Yeah. Yeah, it is different. You know, because you got that like French kind of thing going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, so she goes over to hate to I T, and. You can say Haiti, it's right. Right, because we're in America. We're going to pronounce the H. So, um. Yeah, because I'm going to butcher the accent, so let me not. Let me just do this. Right. Lord, I ain't even going to attempt. But, um. So, they, she goes over there, and this is when we are reintroduced to, um, Lupita Nyongo's character. What was her name? Nakia. Nakia, that's right. 
And sidebar, Nikita is like one of the most beautiful women on this on this earth. On earth. She looks like a literal when they have her in the whites, I was like, is she getting married to Angel? No, at the funeral. Damn. She is just like one of the most beautiful people ever. Ever. And you know, I never paid attention to her until the first Black Panther. Like I knew who she was, but just I've never really paid attention to her beauty to the first one. But um Michael W says two points from that scene from a guy's perspective. There are dudes who see her crying and think she's being extra emotional. But if she would have been stone faced, there would be a segment of dot dot dot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you'll get the second half in a minute. Yeah, we'll get the second half in a minute. Yeah, but you know, but that's what I that's what I was saying. Like the dudes would think that she's being mm-hmm. extra emotional, and they would be dismissive. That was that was my point. Okay, so here go the second. Yeah, one. yeah. Uh, so there would be a segment of. But if men, she would have been stone faced, there would have been yeah a segment. But of if men. she would have been stone faced, there would be a segment of men, sexist men, who would have viewed it as a as a cold hearted dot dot dot. So you can't win for she losing. She doesn't really care about style like that. You know, exactly. Yeah. You can't win for losing, so just do what you want to do. Just do what you want, right. Basically, at the end of the day. So, tears it is. <laughs> yeah. You get that yeah. out your system. So, you'll feel better once you purge. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, yeah. And Kia, uh, the assassin, you know, she, um, goes over to Haiti and she talks to her, tells her, you know, I need you to go get Shuri. Now, so another side. Did you notice, did you notice the boy was in the scene? I didn't, I did not. I did not. Because I didn't remember what he was like when I saw it the second time. I didn't remember what he was like. Oh, I did. Yeah. yeah. But, um, sidebar. Did you see how pigeon-toed Angela Bassett is in that scene? I'm sorry? Did you I see was? how pigeon-toed Angela Bassett is in that scene? No. Yeah, <laughs> I did not. I was too busy looking out. at the way, at the at the hem of the jacket and the hem of the dress and how they were different and, like, the style of the shoes. I was not even <laughs> not paying And see, that's the thing. I was looking at all that, and while I was looking at the shoes, I was like, why is she a pigeon-toed? Like, she is super pigeon-toed. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the movie, but yeah, that just, I missed it. Yeah, that stuck out like a sore thumb. So and her outfit really kind of just called to me, kind of like a Winnie Mandela kind of yeah outfit. It did, it did. Michael W. also said, um, "You couldn't win with that scene and folks' reactions." I agree. Yeah, yeah. That describes a lot of the reaction for me to be completely honest with you, but and that's yeah. that's what I said as well. You know, um. Because, you know, there was a whole campaign to recast T'Challa, blah, blah, blah. And um, they chose not to, even though his brother came out and spoke and said that Chadwick would want them to recast. They opted mm-hmm. not to. Um, but I just feel like, you know, there there was a segment of people that, or there was a population of people that wanted him recasted, and there was also a population of people that didn't. It didn't matter which way they went, they was not gonna win everybody over. That's just it. So they just had to go with yeah. what they felt was best. 
and everything had already been delayed due to COVID. Right. Um, they had got just gotten him like the script for the movie right before he passed. Right. So now they have to redo everything. Right. And right. imagine right. trying to recast for such an iconic role where somebody passed away was well beloved, mm-hmm. trying to fill those shoes, trying to get that audition, do screen tests, do chemistry tests. You having to rewrite the movie anyway. See, like, like right. But, uh, time, money, like, I don't really think it was that feasible, to be honest. But also, right. it wouldn't have mattered what decision they made. People would be mad about it either way. Either way. And low key, if I was an actor, I wouldn't even want that. Right? You know what I'm saying? That would be career suicide. Like, I feel, I feel like that would not be a smart move. Cause, like, At all. At all. Yeah, and like what they said, what I recall them saying anyway was that they weren't going to recast him in this movie. In this movie, right? In this movie, other movies they didn't address. Right. So to me, that said, oh, they're going to recast him later. Right. <laughs> or maybe we like, can make it a cartoon or something like that, like how they did. What if? Yeah, the what if he was in what if, but it was him from a different universe, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, Phase 4 has been all about that, you know, uh, different dimension hopping incursions, and and then also you have the show Loki on Disney+, Plus, uh, where they kind of, like, really start to get into that, so you have all that happening, so I could just, like, they're definitely going to do it, it's just going to be, you know, a completely unexpected route with the casting, mm-hmm. but they're going to do it as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think so as well. Um. I've heard several people point that point that out. They said this movie. So mm-hmm. and they know what they're saying when they say it, so Yeah. you know, and like if you if you if you're familiar well, if you're very familiar I guess, because I watched so many videos about Marvel and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh with their like the way they do their PR and things like that, they'll leave things out intentionally mm-hmm. or they'll be vague about things intentionally. So you really just have to listen closely to what it is they're saying. Mm-hmm. Or not saying. Yeah. <laughs> Figure out what the truth may be. Right, 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 right. So, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see, moving forward, how they are going to handle handle this. Mm-hmm. This was definitely a big loss. But, um, but yeah, so uh, back to Haiti. Um, she speaks with Nakia, um, lets her know, like, hey, this is what's going on. I need you to go get Shuri. This is where she's at. Um, can you do it? She's reluctant, but she does agree. So, um, she goes to Mexico. Um, and she talks. She gets a little spy on, and I love it. Yeah. Like, I could, like, I would love, like, a whole little series of her war dog adventures. Like, yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. Um, but you know, she she like poses as like a student or whatever, and mm-hmm, she ends yeah. up she ends up talking to a local who reluctant reluctantly talks to her and lets her know about um the legend of the child was it Talakin, mm-hmm. and so she gets more information that way. Right, a cuckoo kind, and so she gets more information that way, and then she goes on ahead and puts on that suit, and she gets in the water. Um, yeah, 
And then she goes and rescues them. She shoots a couple of the uh, women that were surrounding them. Unfortunately. Yeah. And um, now the first the first shot I missed it because that was the warrior getting ready for that. Yeah. And I was like, dang! I wish she couldn't. I wish she could have at least saved the other girl. You know. Yeah, that that but, second but, one. Yeah, that one. That's the that's the that's an extraction. You know, you got to move quickly, right? Right. Because at this point, we have uh, Ramonda also in in uh, somewhere else. Well, she's not in Wakanda at this point, but she's somewhere else, and she's called. Um, she's called in order to come speak with her, uh, because you know, because um, there's the whole thing with like, I want my daughter back, da da da. You know, he's like happening we're gonna fight the whole focus world we're gonna burn it down you know and either you can join us or you can burn with me whatever you know just like all that stuff mm-hmm. so while that's happening that's when uh Nikki is down there trying to extract jury uh but before this we had this whole scene with the scenes that we were talking about like the whole kind of like political seduction kind of thing um with Namor and Shuri, and then we also get to see Palakrani's big scene. It's really cool. I love the way these scenes were shot. Yes. There were, it was dark, but it was, you could still see. Yes. Um, you got to see, like, they have a market, they're playing, you know, like this traditional game that, you know, that I've seen before. And um, they're, you know, they're, they're, just, they're just people living their lives underwater, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's great. And then, like, Nakia uh, comes in, and she gets she gets Shuri, she gets Riri out of there, and uh, Namor makes this announcement on his throne with this giant shark's, you know, mouth with these teeth that were just like the sharpest, you know, mm-hmm. it's just so great, and he has on his traditional like feathers and everything, he looks amazing, he's doing the, you know, everybody does their little salute, right? Yeah. Um, and that, the jaws, the shark jaws are like they're a physical, like, prop element on set. So it was not, like, CGI or anything, which is amazing. I did not think they would do that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, there's been a lot of, this is kind of a sidebar about uh, visual effects. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's been a lot of, like, issues with Marvel and visual effects. They've been extremely hard on their visual effects piece, really overworking them and not getting being able to get the best work out of them because of that. So you can see in a lot of the more uh, the Phase Four and some of the, the Disney Channel shows, like their CGI is not doing what it used to do. It's not the CGI from three or four years ago. Yeah, it does not look great. But in this film, um, they do a lot of different kind of camera tricks to get around that and make it look good. Mm-hmm. Right? You can still like, oh, this is CGI, but this actually looks fine. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it looks good. They do a lot of the kind of thing where, like, your focus is kind of in miniature, almost, uh, and everything else is kind of blurry around the edges, but it looks good. We saw that a lot with, like, uh, the Sherlock Holmes TV show. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> Back to the time. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool, though. Um, that they kind of, like, eased up on the, um, the CGI team. <laughs> I I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if the if Ryan Cooper just decided to make some decisions, you know, to like try and we need to make this look the best as best we possibly can. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the C the the VFX worker and the CGI artist they're probably gonna have to be unionized because you know corporations do not want to give you work to begin with. So right. 
Right. Like, okay. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, so she, um, Nakia does rescue, um, Riri and Shuri and takes them back to Wakanda. Um, now what, <clears throat> now, what did you think about her rescuing them? Like, just, do you think that, uh, she kind of messed up the plan by rescuing no. them? No, she, she did what she had to do as a spy. Like, as yeah. a real dog, she did what she had to do. Well, no, know. I know she, I she mean, did what she was supposed to do, but, yeah. well, maybe not necessarily her messing up the plan, but do you think she kind of messed up the plan by getting Nakia to rescue them? I don't know what else she was supposed to do. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Right, but it just seemed like they were so close to brokering a deal and then failed. The only thing I think that could have maybe changed that is had the second girl she shot not have died. Mm. Right? Okay. Uh, but that just wasn't possible because, like, she's, she had to get her out of there. Right, right, right. Her job was to become an extractor and go out a knife to her throat. Like, to her throat. Just like, yeah. You know. But then also, Namor is kind of like itching to go. You know? Mm-hmm. And I wondered, like, because she was like, can you heal me? He doesn't really say anything. He yeah, he just lets her die. Now, Nakia, Nakia's like, well, at this range, it's not going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. But we don't really know what Namor's powers are or capabilities are or what Talakan's capabilities are in regards to healing or anything like that. Because we've seen them, you know, be very wounded and get back up, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of unclear. I'm like, if he can, if he could heal her, would he? Or does he want to leave things go to war? Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that and, statement was significant. It, so I was wondering it too. Like, is he just going to let her die? But then he let her die. And I'm like, well, could he have yeah. saved her? Right. But we, we don't, we just don't know about that kind of power set. You know? So. But it just seemed like he didn't even try. Well, the thing is, I, I was going to say I'm taking on the movie's word, right? Because Nakia's like, at this range, no. Not even not even our Kamoyo dudes can help. Yeah. Right? And they do, like, everything. Right, right, right. right. Uh, so I'll take her word for that. And then also, he has such a fierce love for his people. I don't think he would have just, like, if going on the movie's word, such fierce love for his, for his people, he wouldn't have just let her die. Yeah. But if the Kamoyo bees couldn't do it, I I can't, we don't know if anything else in Marvel could, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's just, just the way that it, that it played out. And with her yeah. saying that, it just, yeah. it just created that doubt. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, could he have? Why is he not acting like he's trying? What's going mm-hmm. on here? You know, mm-hmm. so um, that that um left questions in my head on that um, but yeah, but they uh yeah they get uh they get out of there with Nakia's help or whatever, and they go back to Wakanda, or they go to Wakanda rather with um Riri's first time in in Wakanda. Um, do you want now? To what do you think about Riri as a character? 
Um, I mean, it was cute, but it got to the point where she just was not there. It just she uh, she just. I like, mean, like the writing of her character. Yeah, like, like I mean, because like I said before, I've watched other people's reviews and they've been critical about her being in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like everybody understands the reason why she's in the movie, but mm-hmm. I can see people's points on why they were annoyed with her being in the movie, the way that she was written into the movie. But um, it seemed like at a certain point of the movie, she was very intricate to the plot and then she just fell in line with everybody else like she's been there after so long you know what I mean huh again I'm, I'm a, I said I would too but I, again I, I never do Mortal Kombat yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I mean for me it was like her character was a little one note mm-hmm. right we didn't get too much with her character yeah. but then again we're not supposed to you know, for various upcoming Marvel projects, like I get that, but it's also kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah, that they would do that for to her. But yeah. yeah, it just seemed it seemed like they had already wrote the script, and then Marvel was like, "Hey, throw in Ironheart." Oh, hundred percent. Like, the, well, I don't it. know about I already wrote the script, but Marvel definitely is giving them a list of you have to have this, you need this, they gotta say this, they gotta do this, because this sets it up for this and that and this coming forward. Right. Like, right. Because, like, the whole line where she's got an Iron Man suit, like, <laughs> we were yeah. we were going to see that, like, in two yeah. seconds. You really mm-hmm. didn't actually have to say that, but you wanted to tie it back to Iron Man. And then we have it where she's uh, working on her new suit in Wakanda, mm-hmm. and she's hammering the suit. I'm like, with all the tech in Wakanda, you really got to use a hammer? I feel like <laughs> that's probably not necessary, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But... Is calling back to, to Iron Man, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I get it. Uh, I just wish we, we were able to get, like, just slightly more, a little bit more. But, again, this movie is two hours and 40 minutes, so. Yeah, right. Um, Michael mm-hmm. W. says, I was indifferent to Riri. Yeah. Yeah, they did not do a lot to have you form an attachment with her very much. Right. And I remember seeing, I really would have liked, again, I would have liked more scenes or more lines, anyway, between her and Okoye, and her and Nakia and Shuri, like, those, like, as a group, because th- that way you kind of get more of a dynamic, and that way you get to like more, uh, get to know a little bit more who she is next to herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, because the setup, the setup with her was really good. I would have liked to have seen a scene, which it maybe there is a scene that's on the cutting room floor. Um, but I would have liked to have seen a scene between Riri and Okoye after Okoye is a civilian. And just Riri, huh? Yeah, just, she could be showing her around or something like you know. Not even necessarily showing her around, but I could see Riri going to wherever she is, you know, and just talking to her on the same level, you know. And Okoye just kind of like letting her know what she, what what the real deal is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, just telling her to brace herself because this is about to be a ride. You know. Yeah. And being now when they do get or being or just being happy and embracing her because she sees that she's still alive. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I could have I could have saw 
I could have been happy with seeing a, a um scene like that because when they initially met, it was on some elevated fighting type stuff. You know what I'm saying? So right, you know. But what were you gonna say? I don't remember. <laughs> but yeah. So. Oh, I remember. Um, okay. So, but when they do give her room to like be emotional, like when we see towards the end of the movie. Uh, where they they show her the car and they tell her you know everything and she talks about the car what it means to her and stuff like that like it works and we just don't get like, enough of that throughout the movie yeah yeah it's like we don't get too much like we get her in the big fight scene but after um after the first well the what is it the second fight scene we don't really get her too much because so. she's working on her suit for like most of the movie right. Right. And she's pretty much only there for the fight scene. Right. Right. So, um, so yeah. Um, yeah. Because we could, we even could have had something like Shuri talking to her about her brother and how she feels and like whatever. And it would have made sense because she's the stranger who doesn't have the connections like everybody else in Shuri's life does. So it would have been easier for Shuri to open up to her mm-hmm. or tell her something, you know, whatever. Could have had something like that. That would have been cool too. Right, and yeah. they could have leveled with each other because she lost her stepdad, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I that was a that was a um a missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so yeah. So what's what what happens next? <laughs> so we get to Wakanda. Oh, Namor is declaring war. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, during this time, we have Everett Ross found the deep in the bridge. He's been talking to Wakanda, trying to find out what's really going on. They won't tell him about Talokan. They just tell him it wasn't us who did mm-hmm. the thing. Y'all need to figure it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um. So he's doing he's doing that with the CIA. Uh, Shuri's home now. She's got the bracelet uh, that Namor gave her. Namor tells his story of like how his people were being colonized by the Spanish. They were dying of smallpox. Uh, one of them had a vision, had a dream about this water, of this um, plant in the water. Went down and got it, gave it to him. They had the same kind of experience that you have in Wakanda when you take the heart shader. You die, you know, mm-hmm. come back, and uh, they, that's how they became water people to escape that. Um, you know, he was really close to his mother. She passed away. He went to go bury her uh, where she used to live. That was her one request, and when he gets there, um, he finds a plantation. Yeah. And there, the people are being whipped. They're being worked. They're being chained, all that kind of stuff. And of course, he, he it makes him angry, and they attack the plantation and they burn it down, and it's really so crazy. Yeah. And uh, he buries his mother in the traditional way because we see her burying somebody else, too. So he buries her yeah. in the same way. And um, you know, there's this priest out there, you know, who's like, oh, you're you're because he sees Namor and he sees him flying. He's like, you're a devil. You're a child without love, and that's how he got the name Namor, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, which is um, one of the things that's so, like, one of the facts that I love about this so much is in the comics, 
His name isn't a Moore because it's it's just Roman backwards. Hmm. That's it. Because they wanted to like get it tied to like kind of the kind of Roman thing, so they that's why his name's Moore. But they made it really mean something in the movie. Uh, so I like that a lot. So we get back, and then Shuri's got the bracelet that he gave her. She's synthesizing, well, not yet, but she's she's got it, and uh, you know, back home, and uh, Namor's making that announcement that we're going to war, and they go to war. They go to Wakanda. Somehow they get in again. We have not worked on our security systems. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> uh, you know, and they attack Wakanda with all these water bombs. Um, you know, yeah. all their. All, and it's not even like their whole army, right? Yeah, that's the killer part about it. It's a small army, and they use their the same kind of tactics they use before. So you have the sirens uh, and all that happening, right? So and they're able to disrupt them because if you just like kind of they they throw a bomb at them, but if you disrupt this bomb, it disrupt what's happening. Um, they do that. And Okoye is a, is in a like a a plane or a ship airship with Aneka, you know, uh, trying to get this all together, trying to save people from the water that's rushing in, bursting through the walls. Children are by themselves and like you know all that kind of thing. And so she she's there trying to make sure they're safe. Namor's come up through the water. He is super fast, right? Yeah. They can't really lock on him. He moves extremely quickly. He's extremely strong, right? So we mm-hmm. see the motor on the shore with like his closest guards, right? And the condors are shooting at them. This is part of the trailer. Condors are shooting at them. His guards leap into the water. He stays there. Right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't move. He's not scared. Right. And uh, uh, Mbaku sees him, and he's you know heard these stories about this fish man, right? From Shuri and everything. And uh, Okoye. Uh, and he takes his his stick and he's like he comes down on him and Namor breaks it without even looking behind him. Right? Namor punches him in the chest so hard <laughs> and Baku changes his politics. Yeah. Right? Right. <laughs> right. That was one hell of a punch. He's like, We should kill him, you know, with the stop and come back or whatever and he's like, you know, maybe we should not. Right. <laughs> Let's like, think about this. Let's go back to the drawing board. You know. Um. And it's it's devastating to see. Uh, to yeah, because the entire tapestry is devastating, and uh, he kills Ramonda. He tries. Well, he tries to kill Ramonda and Riri. Yeah. Because they're both in the throne room looking at what's happening, and uh while everybody else is distracted with his warriors, he's looking for her. So he goes to her, he sees the two of them, he demands the scientists, and she's like, no, just hire me, protecting, you know. And uh, he hits them with a bunch of water bombs, destroys the throne room, creates a hole in the floor, which creates a tunnel effect with the water. They they both sink down in there. They're drowning. Ramonda uh, uh, gains consciousness. He, Riri, and it's like uh, swimming with her up to the opening to, you know, get them out of the water. Um, but it's very exhausting, right? Uh, particularly because of the clothes they have on. Yeah. Right? Because I'm like, because I'm thinking, looking at her shoulders and arms, I'm like, why is she having all this trouble? Like, it's really, it's not hard to lift somebody in water, right? 
Um, but again, that would be if you're wearing sneakers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, their outfits were not waterproof. <laughs> no. Um, Michael W. says he hit Mbaku's soul <laughs> with that right hand. He really did. <laughs> yeah, he did. He laid his ass out. Mm-hmm. But, and, um, uh, you know, that's that. But yeah. So, Ramonda dies rescuing Riri. Yeah. Because when, by the time uh, Shuri and Apoya can get up there, she's face down in the water. Mm-hmm. And they're trying everything with the Kamoya beads, which apparently can do, like, defibrillations or something. Mm-hmm. So, they're, yeah, like, doing CPR, they're doing defibrillations. Right. It was one hell of a beat. Can you imagine if they come down? Yeah. Oh, you can't do that. No, no. <laughs> you know. But that's the thing, like, if the Kamoyo beans could not save Ramonda, they could not have saved that girl from Cobra. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's so sad. What did you... <laughs> Michael W. says, my stone face damn near shed a tear when Ramonda died. Mm-hmm. He said, I was legit hurt. You know, a lot of I people were so hurt. I was so hurt. I was so I was like, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. No, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that, right? They're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know. When I, I said it a couple of times. theater, I was like, this hit, this second time hit harder than the first one, and she was like, yeah, 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 um, still didn't cry, but it, it did hit hard, it did, it did really hit hard, but, God, we, like, we went through a lot, we went through a lot with Wakanda Forever, God, we, because then we jump immediately to her, you know, yeah. Which I'm glad they gave her, because you typically don't get that. If you're going to do, like, one, you're not going to get two, right, <laughs> in a movie. Yeah, but um, there's no way you know, after what they did for T'Challa that we was not going to get that thing. for Ramonda. I was so glad we got it. Yeah. You know? there, um, there would have been people, like, protesting outside of Marvel <laughs> <the> Studios. Yeah. <laughs> like, hell no. Nah. Y'all going to give that to the black man, but not the black woman? Uh, they well, I mean, she's queen, right? Right, she's, she's queen. Like, yeah. So we, yeah, we definitely had to get that, get that, and then you know, mm-hmm. given the fact that it's Marvel and they always like to pull on your heartstrings, we had mm-hmm. to get it. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> and um, you know, when the more attacks the throne room, and like Shuri just comes in and sees everything that's happening, he speaks to her directly. Yeah. And he's like, "I'll be back in seven days. Mm-hmm. Give me the scientists. I'm bringing everybody." Right. Not even my whole army, and uh, he's like, "You're the queen now." Yeah. Like, oh God, that was the coldest line. I was right. like, oh, oh. I was just like, "Dang, they ain't even stopped working on um the queen yet." What are you saying here? Can you can they can we get a time of death before you start talking about this? Do you want me to hate you? Because this is how I hate you. Right. <laughs> like, golly, I still had a little bit oh. of hope when he said that. Oh. Right. You was the queen. Right, that was messed up. Yeah, <laughs> that was messed up. That was a, that was one cold ass line. They always got some cold. They always got some real cold ass lines in these movies. 
I know. <laughs> and the first one when um Killmonger was like, Hey Auntie, that one was cold. Yeah. That one was yeah. cold. And then this one in Wakanda Forever, so shout out to the writers. Um But yeah. Yeah, that I mean that was that was tough to watch. That was tough to watch. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I saw an article where they said that Angela Bassett when she first read the script she had went to Ryan Cooler and was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, we already had one death. Why are you killing me off, too, you know? Right. So, he had to explain it to her, and then she was on yeah. board. But, um... Also, I don't think there was too much more they could have done for her character. Yeah. And she, and, I, I mean... mean always stuff I can dream of and would like to see, but... Right, like, and then she had, she had to die for Shuri to be free. Yeah, she. So yeah, she but had is Shuri cool? Is she cool? Well, who else is gonna be cool? Mbaku might be king. You think Mbaku gonna um try to challenge her? He showed up with the challenge, didn't he? When he was supposed to be hurt. Did he show up to challenge? No. Well, uh, sort of, but she did not show up. Right. She was supposed to be the one who was on the ship. Yeah. Not him. Yeah, right, right, right. But I don't think he and showed up to challenge. He, I think he showed up because he's king. Because she's not going to challenge. Mm. I don't think she wants to be queen. She'd rather just be Black Panther. Mm. So you can be Black Panther and not be king or queen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's what it was in Civil War, right? T'Chaka was king. T'Challa was Black Panther. He was not yet king. He didn't become king until Black Panther. Right. You're right. And he had the powers of Black Panther stripped away. (laughs) But but at the beginning when they when they showed him in Oakland, T'Chaka was Black Panther. T'Chaka was Black Panther and King at that time. So he stopped being Black Panther at one point? Exactly. As he got oh. older, T'Challa became Black Panther. Okay, so the Black Panther has an age limit, I guess. He aged out. Well, I mean, you see how old T'Challa was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, at some point, you're like, this is a young man's game. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Let me bow out. I'll just be king. <laughs> right. But, yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, whew, we have that, um, that Funeral. Yeah, that funeral. And we have Mbaku talking to Shuri. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's like, hey, the elders are scared and they want us to move out to the mountains. You know, what do you think? She's like, yeah, I can understand why they're scared. <laughs> you know, and, you know, if they, if they see what can come with you, they'll be in great debt to you. Which is another way for him to become king, right? Mm-hmm. But he shows that that's not really his concern. Like, he knows it's a thing, but that's not really his concern because he also asks her, like, how how is her heart? Like, which way is her heart leaning? What is she thinking? You know? Yeah. And um, she kind of makes reference to the whole line of him saying that, you know, she's a child who doesn't respect tradition. And he basically tells her, you know, because at first he's like, you got to grieve the traditional way. And she's like, no. <laughs> this is not traditional. He's like, okay, uh, He's like, you know, but the world has taken so much from you. You're no longer a child. And she's like, no, you know. 
you've come into your own, you know, you're stepping up and taking responsibilities. I, I see you in that way. It's like we're equals in this. So he has a really great character arc from the first movie, right? He still has like that humor that he had in the first movie. Yeah. Uh, he still has that strength that he had in the first movie, but now he has more compassion and he has more wisdom. Right, right. He has he has a little bit more depth. He doesn't have enough screen time for me though. I mean, honestly, it's gonna be hard in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm I surprised with the screen time that he did get. I feel like he should have his own. Maybe he should have his own show on Disney Plus. Well, we know more is coming for him. You know. Yeah. I don't I think mean, they realize we know that more of story is coming for him. Right. I don't think I don't think they realize how much people would love him off the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, and then they tried to tell us like, oh, he's gonna have more screen time, and then like he had like one or two more scenes. He did, but he also had that depth and that yeah, growth, he had more depth. Super important. Now, some people have argued that they demasculate. They de- I guess that's the word, demasculate. Emasculated. Emasculated. Yeah. yeah. You know how I my feel college about that, right? I told work. you about that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to yeah. me, emasculation is as real as reverse racism. Yeah. Yeah, but people people make arguments for that, and they have been making make, arguments about that. People make arguments for a lot of things. They do. People make arguments for taking ivermectin. People make arguments for, like, <laughs> all kinds of things. Yeah, I'm not one of those people that think that they emasculated the men well, in this. But to me, it's just not. It's just not possible. Yeah. The only way emasculation can actually exist is if you believe that patriarchy is right and correct, mm-hmm. and that nothing should be challenged by it. Right. That's the only way emasculation can actually exist. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it doesn't actually exist. Just like reverse racism doesn't actually exist. Right, right. Um, to make a, and also to say that about his character is really just kind of robbing him of that depth. Because he's, he's shown to still be strong. Mm-hmm. He's shown to be more thoughtful, more compassionate, and he's shown to be wise. People look to him as a leader. Yeah. What's the problem? Yeah, yeah um, you know, I didn't find a problem with it, but, you know, some people... No, I was, I'm sorry, I was no, asking you. No, 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 <laughs> I know you're not asking me, but I know, like, watching other people's reviews and stuff, and stuff. I've watched people's reviews that loved it and hated it. So, um, the ones that were talking about the emasculation, they were just saying uh, stuff about him being, like, kind of like a caricature or some type of way. Um, of what? I guess of like a probably like a real warrior, I guess. I don't know. But yeah. And then they were saying that um they were saying that he should have he should have had more screen time. It would have made more sense for him to be king and um they were just saying a bunch of a bunch of bull stuff. But I yeah, just I was sorry, go ahead. Oh no, no. Go. I was uh very, very, very selective about what which reviews I watched. Uh-huh. Um, because there are so many misogynists out there. Yeah, I was <laughs> very curious. The film, like acting like their uh, arguments make any actual sense with what the movie is doing. Um, 
I don't want to wait. It's going to make me upset. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to raise my blood pressure. Cause I, and I already know what you're going to say. Like, yeah. you're not going to tell me anything new. You're not going to have, you're not going to say anything that's thought provoking. I know exactly what you're going to say. Yeah. Yeah. See, for me, I was very curious because um, I think all the reviews I've seen were men. The first one I saw was um, they were older men, and they absolutely loved it. Absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. They couldn't. Was that the toast? Double toasted, yes. Yeah. Double toasted, that's good. Uh-huh. I watched that one. Yeah. They absolutely loved it. So I'm like, okay, cool. I go to another one. He trashed it. Completely trashed it. Then I went to a third one. This person, he did several reviews. With panels, oh with different panels. And I watched a couple of his, and he didn't trash it, but um, he, it wasn't his favorite movie, but he didn't trash it. That's and then it was, I mean, yeah, and then, like, um, he, like, he went and saw it, like, several times, and he started to appreciate it more and more each time and whatnot. Then he did another video talking about how people was uh, bashing him. Sure. Yeah, oh, he wow. did several okay. videos, but he he did one <laughs> video where he was talking about how people were bashing him about his opinion on it, and he was just like, "Well, I gave it. I think he gave it like a seven and a half." And he was like, "Yeah, a lot of people gave it like a seven and a half or eight. Yeah, and he was just like, "You know, how can y'all hate the movie if this was a low rating?" So that was a whole right. thing, and then. The one that I was kind of shocked on his end was um, Tyrone Magnus. Have you ever watched him? Mm-hmm. Never heard of him. Oh, yeah, he he's very popular. He uh, he does a lot of he does a lot of reaction videos. But um, I was surprised on his stance on it. He um, he didn't really care for it. It was the whole the whole men thing for him too. So yeah, and then. <coughs> He did another video because people bashed him about that too. So, yeah. But there was this one guy. I watched um, Jody's Corner. He does a lot of comic book stuff. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, you would have thought he was going to have a freaking heart attack. That's how passionate he gets about certain topics because he gets so. He hypes himself up so much that he just stops breathing and he just has to you know and it just oh, sounded like he was about to have That's a freaking <laughs> it's like he was about to have a freaking heart attack but yeah yeah so I it was just like like the he trashed it but I was just like I cannot believe that these people feel this way about this and then he did one he did one video where um because people was bashing bashing his opinion so he did one video where he had people call in to try to, um, you know, make a good argument. You know, he's a debate bro. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, okay. apparently nobody made a good enough uh, argument. Because so. that's because that's the setup. It's yeah. setup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I watched Double Toasted. I don't, I don't always agree with Double Toasted. Honestly, sometimes there's certain things I really not like, but sometimes it has some really good stuff too. Yeah, uh, so I did watch their review on that. I watched Rhonda's review on that, of course. I watched um, Adrian Expression's review on that because he's also really well versed in the comic books and stuff as well. I like him, and he's very funny. Yeah. 
but I was pretty selective with the reviews that I watched. I did not watch any reviews by anybody who was not a person of color of the global majority. I did not watch any of those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't either. That wasn't yeah. on purpose, though. No. Well, for me, it was more like if it was like, like Screen Crush or something like that, I'm going to watch that mm-hmm. because I know you're not on some BS. Mm-hmm. But, like, there were some reviews that I saw that the titles of, like, actual racism in the movie or has six racism. Or I was like, I'm not even going to touch that with a 10-foot pole, please. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I wouldn't either. Um, Michael W. says that traditional way went out the window when he got hit by that right hand from the Moors. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> he said, dude, sounds like the equivalent of a shock jock. Oh, yeah, the debate, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, I don't know, he's, he's extremely <laughs> passionate about, um, about the MCU and DC mm-hmm. as well. He, he's extremely yeah. passionate. I, I can understand that passion, but I've just found, like, people who can sustain that level of passion and get, like, to the point where they're not breathing, bless them. Well, he's a big dude, so that might play a part. I don't know. Like, well, I don't know. I've never seen his videos, but like, yeah, it can be exhausting. Yeah. People, I don't know how people can keep that kind of energy up the whole time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But then yeah. we also have like, at one point, Mumbaku is talking about Namor, and he's talking about how he's changed his mind that we should not kill him because people consider him a god, and that's how you get into eternal warfare, which you do not want between two countries who have. Unlimited vibranium resources. Right, right. Not going to end well for anybody. He was, and he's so like, making sense. And, you know, they're like, yeah, we read books, you know. Like, <laughs> and I love that he said that. Like, right. so M'Baku is, he's a fierce warrior. He's, he's getting wiser. People are looking up to him as a leader. And he reads. And he's a vegetarian. Like, what is the problem? Like, <laughs> seems like a really, really great guy, actually. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to him being a leader. Yeah. I um, think that's where they're headed. Yeah, especially if we get more characters. So, um... But yeah, again, like, this movie is the last one in Phase 4, so it has to, like, wrap up things, and then also introduce a bunch of new things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it has a lot to do, but I really do think that's where they're headed, especially when you get that conversation between him and Shuri, where she's like, she'll be indebted to you. And then, like, at the end where he shows up on the ship that they expect to shurry on. So, like, she's like, I'm not going to challenge you. You go ahead and take it. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. But so we have this whole seven-day period between the Moore's first and second, and the second, like, last battle. And so we have, like, a bunch of uh, montage, you know, some of the montage going through these seven days, trying to right. recreate that heart-shaped herb from the uh, fibers in the bracelet. That was given to Namor's mo- that uh, was given to Namor's mother. Shuri's able to do that, and that's amazing. We also get the scenes of Riri uh, building up her iron her Ironheart suit, which is which is cute, but also like, do you really have to do a, a hand on my girl? But it's fine, whatever. Maybe she's yeah. supposed to be hands on. I don't know. Like, right. you know. And um, then can we, we shout also get out? To- I'm sorry to cut you off, but can we shout out <laughs> the song that they played during the montage? That's Alone by Burner Boy. That song is amazing. I've been playing it like crazy. The soundtrack is phenomenal. Yes. It's so good. Yes. But Much that... better than the first one. You think so? 
I yeah, I did not like that first soundtrack at mm, all. I was wondering why they didn't get uh Kendrick or something like that. It was not like I was like, you have so many opportunities for the soundtrack to like bring in more African artists, like and Afrobeats was super popular. And then you also had uh, what's his name who did a uh, classic man, Jindena. Like his father is, was a Nigerian, like I'm not sure. Um, but <laughs> he was also really popular at the time. You could have had all of these sounds or whatever, and you instead you get swallowed my knob. <laughs> point, point. I give you that. I give you that. Yeah. Well, they now, got I love right. the I love the song with SZA. There were a few songs on the soundtrack that I really did like. Yeah. But most of the time I was like, skip, 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 skip. Yeah. Yeah. I give you that. I give you that. Um. But yeah, but that freaking song with Burner Boy, like I am so in love with Burner Boy now. Like, <laughs> A lot of people are. I get it. I get it. But yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so that that's honestly that's the main thing for the from the montage that stuck out to me was that song because I was like I gotta go get that song. But um, but yeah, so we have this whole montage or whatever them basically preparing for uh for war. Boss battle. Yep. And so um, then uh, Shuri does come up with the uh with the flower. Um. She does recreate the flower so that she can talk to the ancestors. So Michael um, W. does ask, ladies, your reaction to the interaction between Shuri and Killmonger? So, um, yeah. Right before we get to that, I do want to compliment um, uh-huh. Jean Yango for her acting as well. Um, like She doesn't get like a whole bunch of emotional scenes too much. She does get, she gets, gets that scene with um, Okoye where she's talking about what he meant to her and everything. Mm-hmm. She does this really just great eye acting. And like, when Shuri uh, is able to synthesize the herb and come up, her surprise just feels like so real. Right. Like she's just like it's just so great. But right. yeah, she makes the herb, uh, and they're like, you know, she is like, well, do you want us to bury you? Because that's what we do traditionally. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, just like say bye in case I go into cardiac arrest. Right. And Riri was kind of shocked, like, uh, you're playing, right? This is what y'all do? <laughs> right? Like, like you can you imagine right. I'm this outsider who came in here and now the last royal is dead? Oh, God. Like, right. Like, ain't nobody got time <laughs> for none of this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, let me leave the room so I can have deniability, please. Right. So, yeah, so she takes the herb and she goes to meet the ancestors and she's expecting... Um, her mama or T'Challa, and she gets Killmonger. What were your initial? That's another. Uh, that's another reason why her mother died, right? Because she can't see. She would only be right. She can't see T'Challa because yeah, she don't yeah, have yeah. any more scenes. Got you. Okay, I was like, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you're right. She would have. Yeah, she would have to die. So that somebody could see her, cause you're right, cause we can't see T'Challa. So, what was your thoughts, um, with Killmonger? Now, um, I didn't know a long time before that we was going to get Killmonger. Just didn't know how. I didn't. Uh, but also, I had 
as the movie got closer to release, I stopped watching like speculation stuff mm-hmm. because I didn't really want anything to be too spoiled for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I had when the trailer, when the teaser trailer came out, I made a TikTok where I was like, "You guys, what if Namor found Killmonger in the ocean? You know, whatever." Um, but it was just a joke. People took it way too seriously. Some people, or <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody got so, pissed. Yeah, so you you. Stay away from Hollywood. Don't write anything. Da, 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 da. Y'all need to let him go. Blah blah. blah. It was like it is a joke. <laughs> like that's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Like a few, because like a few like um blogs like picked it up and ran with it. Just like it was like fun speculation piece kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So people on Twitter like had various reactions. Like y'all should know I'm I'm obviously kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know you know how people get. Mm-hmm. Um. So when I saw him, I was shocked. Yeah. I was like, ooh, that's such a great choice. Yeah. Yeah. I um I thought that was great writing as well. Um but like I said, I knew he was coming. I just didn't know where cuz I it seemed like I heard he was going to be in the second one like way early mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. But um I was just thinking because we didn't get no body at the end that he didn't die. So we was gonna oh, get him. Oh no, he absolutely died. Yeah, <laughs> but you know how you have that. Well, rule. I, see, I see what you mean. Nobody, yeah. nobody, he ain't dead. Yeah. So that's what that's where my mind was going with it. But mm-hmm. um, no, he's dead. He, he's dead. <laughs> but I do, I yeah, do like a fresh white back. fit. Right. New gold. The dreads, the dreads was long and lustrous. Like, you know what I'm saying? Flourishing. <laughs> yeah. Like, Death did a body good. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> but, yeah. So, um, I do I do like what they did with the Killmonger character. He came back at the appropriate time. Because Shuri's not in the place to accept anything that T'Challa, T'Chaka, or Ramonda would have ever said to her. You know what I'm saying? She's not in that space. And she also had not been connecting with her rage and her grief about T'Challa's death at all. Because she did not set her clothes on fire when her mother did. Right. She still has them. Right. 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 So she hasn't been tapping into that. She's been denying that part of herself. She's been suppressing And Killmonger is there to remind her, like, nah, girl, you going through this. Right. Why do you think I'm here? Right? Right. And it's in your blood. Because uh, <laughs> we first cousins. Hey, cuz. Mm-hmm. You know. I did really love the way that he gave it to Ramon, Ramonda about like about her like basically doing what he wanted Wakanda to do, right? Mm-hmm. He's like she protected that child who was not Wakanda. You know. She didn't have to do that. Yeah. And you know, with your isolationist policies, your father would not have done that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yep, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, yeah, yeah. I really, I really did, I really did like that scene. It mm-hmm. it totally made sense. It totally. I made love sense. the way it was shot too, where she she like comes to like in the water, and when she pulls herself out of the water, she's completely dry. You know, I noticed that that was a running theme through the whole movie, because like with the Chalukin, when they come out the water, they're dry. Like if you they're notice blue. that more, they're he's also short. Blue. Yeah. But his shorts, every time he came out the water, his shorts supposed to be drenched. That's cotton. 
and he was always dry. Those are organic materials. Though. <laughs> <laughs> right, his shorts are made out of vibranium. I guess I don't know. It has but, to be it. Yeah, because I because I really paid attention that day. I was just like, they're they're always dry. I don't understand how the water they've been submerged in water and they're dry. Nobody's like shaking off water or nothing. Like they're dry. So yeah. But yeah, and um, you know the fire in the throne room and everything. It's like it's a rage consuming her. Yeah. You know, um, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was such a good scene. And it's not even like something you might have been thinking of, you know, like. Right, exactly. I think that was one of the most um, thought out concepts of the movie. Like, Like, I really appreciate that. Yeah, Ryan loves characters. He's always working, like, the in his movies, the characters and their relationships are, like, the big thing that he really focuses on, mm-hmm. uh, which creates great story, like, every time. Because Black Panther was only his third movie. Right. Right. So, sidebar, uh, do you have any high hopes for Creed 3? I'm interested. Um... Because I know that uh, Ryan Ryan worked closely with him on that, mm-hmm. right? Because honestly, to me, Michael B. Jordan is not that good of an actor. Hmm. Now that's a first. Killmonger is his best role, um, but he's not that great of an actor. He's he's okay, which honestly is fine. We have so many <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's fine, right? Um, he's not that great of an actor. I've never been like. An, too impressed with his performance and everything. Yeah. Um, which is going to be interesting seeing him going up against Jonathan Majors. He is incredible at his yeah. job. It has been so from the very start. Yeah. Yeah, Jonathan Majors is awesome. Um, Jonathan Majors always reminds me of a um, period piece. <laughs> You're not the only person I've heard say this. So he basically kind of has like a classic face. Yes. That you would see in like older movies or maybe older photographs, somebody's grandfather who was really hot. Like Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. He has that face for a period piece. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be interesting to not see him in a period piece because it seems like that's what he was getting cast in a lot too. Um, no. I mean his first role was a modern role, right? The oh, last black man in San Francisco. I didn't watch that. It's so good. So yeah, good. I saw like a um, steal from it. Um, because Danny Glover's in it too, right? He is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I saw a steal from it, but um, I never watched it. But I heard it was good. It's it's excellent. Yeah. Um, and then also like when I went to go see it the second time, I saw the trailers, and mm-hmm. he was in two trailers. Like, <laughs> yeah. So he was in the trailer for Ant Man, Quantumania, and then uh, yeah. also Creed. Three, right? Yep, and then he and got that movie. He has another movie now. out called Devotion right now. Right, like, right. So, yeah, he's working. Yes, he is working. Yeah, because he was also in Loki, the the show, right? Oh, he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in. Oh, um, girl. He was in. Um, what was that? Lo- uh, Lovecraft Country. 
Steven Lovecraft Country, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he's in the Hardy. Uh, yeah, Ball. I did a podcast on that one with uh, my friend Megan. Okay. Yep. And then he was in Harder Day Fall. Yeah. He's real good in the Harder I Day Fall. I like that movie. Yeah. That was a real good one. Um. What else? He was in a lot of stuff, but this ain't got nothing to do with uh, Wakanda Forever. So. <laughs> but. Unfortunately, he is not in Wakanda Forever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Shuri takes the herb. She sees Killmonger. She comes back. She doesn't tell anybody who she sees. She refuses to discuss it. Uh, she thinks she hasn't gotten the powers because she saw Killmonger. When she punches like one of the prototypes, she's even working on the Midnight Angel suit um, as well. But she punches one of the um, Dora Milaje suits, right? And mm-hmm. just goes flying into the wall. So we're like, well, dang, girl, I guess you're the Black Panther. <laughs> right. It works. You know? uh, it works. And so she chooses her, her Black Panther uniform, um, outfit, costume. And it's got the gold of of Killmonger, and it's got the silver of T'Challa to show that you know we've got that, that kind of combination going on, like this kind of turmoil within her yeah. uh, with these you know very influential points of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she puts that on. She goes to uh, Dabari Land, where everybody is like living now, <laughs> you know, and they're having a council meeting, and of course. Like, their attentions, because you have a ton of new people in your town. Mm-hmm. And so that always creates some problems, whatever. And she descends from, the you know, the opening in the roof. And, and it's just, like, so cool. I love it when she's, like, descends down there. She's got the superhero landing and everything. I love it. Yeah. I love that she, we're kind of using Mbaku as, like, the strength meter, basically. So she, like, kind of, like, arm wrestles him a bit. And, and, like, you know, right before she would definitely totally win, she's like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> um, right. And she I, tore his arm off. Right. I love that the, all of the elders come around her and, like, basically give her their blessing as the Black Panther. Again, it's something that you would not expect from any other Marvel film, something you probably did not anticipate even happening, but I'm so glad it happened. Mm-hmm. Right? It's so great. Um. And she, you know, she looks so cool. Like she's got her her cornrows back, and they're all wrapped. They're wrapped up in like gold at the bottom and stuff. And the suit just looks excellent. And uh, you know, she asks to speak to Mbaku privately, and she, you know, is telling him basically, "I'm going to Silver <laughs> and you need to be on board." And he's like, "I don't think this is a good idea." Right. <laughs> you know, again, his people consider him. They call him cool, cool God. They consider him a god, you know. We can't. We have to think about the future of our people. We can't let this thing continue, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't want to hear all that. Be ready at seven a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they also come up with this plan to, because they're like, what are Namor's weaknesses? We can't seem to understand, like, you know, his powers that he has. Like, what can we do? And so they they figure out that. Oh, he's breathing air. He's breathing oxygen in the water and, um, you know, the air. He's getting a, a double dose, so that helps mm-hmm. keep him energized and makes him more powerful, right? Mm-hmm. So if we can find a way to kind of dry him out, you know, maybe we can we can get it in, right? Maybe we can have a real fight. And it's just like a heater, and so they make this ship that basically is like kind of like a dehumidifier. 
or air fryer, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Convection oven type of section. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. That was that was a good idea. Um. Yeah, and it's like it, gonna it, cook the fish man. Mm, it looked really hot. And so we get the they get on this huge boat. Huge. Mm-hmm. And I don't I, I noticed the second time I saw it, like the way it's shaped has the same shape of the river tribe's hair. Like some of the men have that same haircut. Where it mm-hmm. just kind of like goes like that. Yeah. Um you can see them when uh, Ramonda goes to the UN, there's like one there and then you can see them throughout the movie as well. Mm-hmm. Particularly after Nimoy is like uh, approaches them for the first time and, yeah. and the queen is like, how? You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Water tribe, what are you doing? You know, river tribe. Not water tribe, that's avatar. <laughs> <laughs> now, one one review I saw, um, they did bring up a good point about this scene. Um, because they're fighting a water tribe. So they went to their territory. They was like, it wouldn't necessarily be smart for them to go onto their turf to try to fight mm-hmm. them. They should have tried to lure them to their turf, get them out the. But water. I think they would not have done that, right? They, I don't think they would fall for that lure. If they can get, if they can just pull them more out, mm-hmm. that's who they really want. You know, now the strategy of like just one big boat and everything, it was not the smartest. Yeah. Like they had such a great strategy for what they're going to do with Namor. And then when it comes to this big boat, you're like, oh, I feel like we could have done more. <laughs> like, right. It know? seemed like their main focus was on Namor, which rightfully so. But um, when you look at the grand scheme of things, they were losing. Oh, they were losing. Yeah, they were losing big time. Um, yeah, they were losing. But they, I don't, you but know. they didn't need to necessarily win the battle when the war is no more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you know, with the whole attack they had previously, their numbers are already a little depleted. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I love what they did do. Like when they had the the sonic like blast coming from the bottom of the ship, I was like, oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, why do you only have one? <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I love seeing like the palatines on the on the killer whales and on the sperm whales and everything, just like riding into battle. And like, oh, even in the scene on, on the bridge, like they the whale basically like delivers them to the bridge via their tail, and it, yeah. it looks so cool that they're just jumping off like, huh? right, yeah. <laughs> right. What's up? What's the tea? Right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So. And like seeing them crawl the ship is like, oh gosh. And there yeah. are lots of them. Yes. Oh, they were everywhere. You know. Yeah. Yes, they was everywhere like roaches. Like I, don't know, I wasn't gonna go with that. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they they was everywhere. They was they are force. They are force. Yeah. Now I thought that was really cool the way that they um they shot the scene on the side of the ship with them coming up and then them fighting. Fighting them, so I thought that was really cool. 
But um, and Shuri like flying back and forth between them, uh-huh. and like how the Jabari men are holding the ropes for the uh, Dora Milaje to fight them on the side of the ship and everything. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was cool. That was cool, but it just seemed like their thought, like their planning, didn't go past that. Yeah, you it's, know. it's it's a it's a it's it's Shuri. Like Shuri played it perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, but um, but yeah, but they ended up getting um more into the ship, and then um, they turned on the heaters, and the heaters was working until Namor started um vandalizing the ship, so they had to get them over to the desert. Yeah. And at first, I thought, well, why would you put in like in, in that part of the ship, whatever? And I was like, it doesn't matter. His staff is pure vibranium. Wouldn't matter where <laughs> the, yeah. the construction of the ship would not have mattered. Yeah, it really wouldn't. Uh, Michael W. says, they multiply like Bebe food. Yeah, that's better than roaches. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah, so they they get Namor over there to the desert, and him and Shuri fight it out. You know? Um, it's a battle. It's, it's hard. It's a big battle. She ended up breaking off one of his wings. Um, Tore it out. Yeah. I was, I was like, like ooh. Why was I like, God, Lee, I know that had to hurt. Your right? wings? Well, what do I know about having wings on my ankles? But I feel like that would be extremely painful. Right. <laughs> like, God. I felt that. I ain't got nobody's wings. I ain't got wings on my shoes. I ain't got a wing on my shirt. I ain't got a wing And then she holds it up, you know, like, victory. And yeah. Like, now you got that, girl. Right. Right. I'm sure ain't nobody came close to, uh, to the wings, let alone ripping it out. So, uh, yeah. So then he, during the fight, he stabs her in her torso. Into the rock. Yeah. And, you know, that looked painful as well. That was extremely painful. And she screamed like it was painful. So, yeah. um, But, she ended up breaking off the spear, and she uh got off of the spear, and it healed. But the vibranium uh, in her blood. Right, right. All right, Michael W. says Sherry was so gangster during that fight scene. Yes, she was. She was. Yes, yeah, she was. Like that, all that rage and grief and oh uh, yeah, she took it out on him. She definitely took mm-hmm. it out on him. Um, he, after he stabbed her, he realized, like, hey, I need to get to the water. So he's, like, you know, barely walking, but he's walking towards the water nonetheless. So she gets off of that. Well, she had. Huh. Okay, go ahead. I was just saying, she, just she got off the, um, she got off of that spear or whatever, and then she went to fight him again. And She uh, turned the rockets on him. On his back, because the ship, the ship had oh, crashed yes. onto the desert. Yes, yes, yes. She burnt the shit out of his back too. She really did. Yes, she did. Woo! That was one painful ass fight scene. It was, and I didn't fight nobody, but I felt it. And you know that was the closest Neymar had ever come. Heck yeah! Absolutely, absolutely. So, 
I I tend to believe that he probably ain't really had a flight since he went back to his homeland and saw the plantation. Nobody could hold him. Right. right. Nobody could, I mean, he might have had fights in between there, but it couldn't nobody hold him because nobody touched him. But if nobody knew, even knew that they existed, I don't see him fighting nobody. I mean, I'm just saying, like, theoretically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, I mean, because it's been, like, Right, right, right. In all of that time, I'm sure there had to be some fights with somebody somewhere. Yeah, they probably sparred in the boxing ring or some shit like that. But you know, because they did attack <coughs> that that, that uh, American, uh, you know, ship and everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they had drills, like a fire drill. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah. So yes, yeah, she bumped the shit out of his back. So then she turned him on his back, and you know I was thinking like, dang, he didn't got all that dust in them burns. <laughs> Infection. Yes, <laughs> yes. I was like, that is not gonna um, be good. Well, the vibranium in his blood would probably be okay with yeah, the, the level infection. Yeah. Right, right. Because I'm I'm sure his back was fine by then. But um, once he got in the water again. Yep. And also, he's getting in salt water, so you know how that goes. Oh, right, right. Yeah, he'd be all right. It was me. Me and my second hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, the, you know, but it's great that you're feeling that way, because it means you're probably going to catch up to work. Exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, when she turned him on his back, <clears throat> you know, she put a spear up to his neck and was just like, you know, yield. Yield. If you yield... We can go on ahead and tell our people to stop uh, fighting each other, and we can build an alliance. So yield. And then, and you have this really great visual storytelling between her saying that and his answer, where she's like, "This is not going to undo all the things that happened before. Mm-hmm. All these things that happened, you know, if I kill him now, like they're not going to, nothing's going to go back to the way it was." Right. And um, then you also see him. Uh, having like this kind of visual story as well, where he's like thinking about his mother and his people, and like seeing you know his mother in Shuri, mm-hmm. uh, and then also Shuri having this experience where she's seeing her mother, right? Mm-hmm. Which is so important because this entire time Shuri is like he's not you know talking about T'Challa when she's talking to her mother. He's not there in the world. That's all in your head. Da, 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 you know, mm-hmm. I'm not doing this traditional thing. You know, this stuff isn't real. You know, whatever. And so at that moment, she's able to open up, and it's real for her. She's able to hear her mother like show people who you are, which is like it's been the theme from the first movie. You know, right. I to like show them who you are. Right. Right. So he um going ahead and yield, and so they stop fighting. Then they go back to the boat where the um, Talokan is about to push every Wakandan off of their own boat. Yeah, so Wakandans at this point, they're like, okay, so we're about to lose, so we're going to take everybody with us that we can. <laughs> right, right. They was, they was trying to hold them off, but they was at that edge. That five seconds later, they would have been over the edge. So um, they both come back. So everybody stop fighting. We're good. So they stop fighting, and they're good. She's like, we promised to protect Telecom. We will not tell your secrets. Right. Right. Yeah. So um. So yeah. So they go back. 
they retreat, they go back um, under the water. The Wakandans go back home. Um, and yeah. So then we Shuri have- goes to Shuri goes to IT. She goes to IT, and um, that's where uh, she ends up meeting up with uh, Riri, and because Riri's about to go home, finally. Oh right, she does meet with before she goes to Haiti. She does meet Riri mm-hmm. back in Wakanda in her lab. Yes, yes. And so she meets with Riri, lets her know, you know, um, we found every piece to the car. The car will be back home before you. So, um, and she's and I was like, I was, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Y'all went back to MIT, got all the pieces of that car together, flew it to Wakanda, put it together just to show her, hey, we did this for you, but now we're going to fly it back to MIT. So it'll be there when you get there. I was like, wow. Right. It'll be there before you get there. So I guess right. they making her fly commercial back home. And she's going to have layovers be. and stuff. She has so many connecting flights. Right. <laughs> and, I, and I'm and i just like, okay, well, so this totally doesn't make any sense, but whatever. No, I loved it. Because <laughs> it, was, you know, it was their gift to her of what, you know, for yeah, None of it made sense because, because for one, because she couldn't keep the suit. Right, right. She couldn't keep the suit, but so they're like, the least we can do is the car. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is that Wakandans were hot. You know what I'm saying? Because remember, America don't know about these blue people for real. For real. they know that they exist, but still, they still want to blame the black people. So for any Wakandan to go on American soil, they would probably be apprehended. So for them well, to go there to, and get all the pieces to this car and then take it back to Wakanda? Well, again, we've been shown that the rest of the world, I mean, when it comes to Wakanda doing, you know, what they need to do during their war dog activities, the Americans are trying to scare both of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But also, by that time, you know, they're already focused on doing something else, right? Because we have Everett Ross saying, hey, it's not the Wakanda, it's this other, this other thing I need to investigate, blah, blah, blah. While they're also spying on Everett Ross and figuring out, like, he's acting kind of, he's a double agent and all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So their focus is totally different. They don't care about the car. Yeah, but it's just the point that there's Wakandans on American soil. So, they don't know that. But <laughs> they could have. They could have. They could have. I mean, but the block looking, was just too hot for me. Like, the block is just <laughs> way too high for me. Well, you know, they probably, well, you know, they already had Americans, they already had Wakandans in America to do it, right? Like we saw with uh, Killmonger's father, right? So it's totally possible there were already Wakandans there and he just picked them up. Yeah, but how did they get it over there? Like, the Wakandan ship had to come over there. Money. They have unlimited money. <laughs> They'll find right. a way. Right, 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 right. So... Yeah. I mean, because that's my whole point. Like, you pick, you put, you pick up all that stuff, brought it here, put it together just to show her, and then flew it back home. Money. Yeah. Right. When they could have easily put it together there. Right. right. So it's so many, so many questions with that alone. Um, and then it's gonna be that, and then it's gonna be there before she get there. So again, why is she flying commercial? Why y'all just gonna put her on a ship and take it back? 
why don't y'all put her on the same spaceship that y'all gonna put this car on and they could have went back together <laughs> like is gas really that high like I don't Listen, understand we done enough I feel like, as far around the world as slaves okay like, <laughs> please take this first time drop a ticket okay <laughs> okay it's like uh uh-uh, we're gonna honestly take the this. fact for me it was the fact that she was like I gotta get home I was like girl right I would have been like can my mama come here Cause I don't want to leave. Right. Like, I'm yeah. not home with nothing. Right. Right. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's how we tie up, uh, Riri's character. Um, and also now she has to make a new suit, so we'll get to see that in whatever really the next part of the season we're going to. Yeah. Yeah. So, which I'm sure that new suit is going to be new and improved. I don't know, man. That was a Wakandan tech suit. Yeah, but I'm sure with her wearing it, she probably saw some flaws in it because that was the first time, for real, for real. In but she battle. made it. Yeah, yeah. But that was her but first. The whole thing is like, how would she get access to the technology to even just recreate that one scene? Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Now but she is she's a genius. Smart. Tech, so I'm sure right. I'm gonna say she's smart. Like, she's gonna come up yeah. with something comparable. Yeah. So, and then whatever flaws that she. Um, that she experienced, she's gonna fix yeah. that. So, so yeah. I'll be interested to see how she does that. So, but yeah. yeah, yeah, that would be interesting. So, um, so yeah, so we're we're done with Riri. Um, and then we have uh Shuri going to Haiti, and the final scene is her bur- um burning her uh funeral flowers. Um, Nakia helped her out with um, getting the fire going on the beach, but Shuri says that she wants to do it by herself. And so we see her sitting out there burning her funeral clothes, um, and then we have another um, silent montage of a bunch of uh, scenes with T'Challa. And Shuri. Yeah, and all the Shuri people together. together. Yeah. So, did you cry on that? I wanted to. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't cry. I didn't cry, but it. But again, it was more effective the second time around. I don't know what. I just didn't have the tissue, so I was like, yeah, I can't do it. I don't have the tissue. Right. So. Um. So yeah. So then we after that or whatever, you know, the credits start. Um, Rihanna's song starts playing. The credits start. And then we get the. I mix. really like the song. Do I, you? Love, I also love the production of the song. Um, I don't really like it for Rihanna's voice. I don't. I would have preferred Tim. I would have yeah. preferred Tim. It it seems like it seemed like the song was written for Tim, and you then need a more last delicate minute voice for that kind of song. Huh? I feel like you need a more delicate voice for that kind of song. But it seems like it was a last minute decision that she made. I mean, I don't, I don't know, but like, that song yeah. was not written for Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and <clears throat> I'm part of the population that has been waiting since Anti for some new Rihanna music. Same, and same. <laughs> we get this, and for nostalgia reasons, of course, we love it. But low key, we're like, it's just not the best fit for her voice. So, yeah. 
Like we, she has other songs that fit her voice better. Oh yeah, this absolutely. Isn't one of them. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but this, this just it, it just wasn't it for me. I played it when it first came out. I played it that one time, and that was it. Like, yep, same. Yeah, I didn't find myself really going back to it. Right, right. This ain't gonna get uh multiple plays. Like, bitch, better have my money. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Don't too many songs get plays. Like, bitch, better have my money. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, um, then we get the mid credit scene. What, uh, before I even ask this, let's just go ahead and put it out there. So, T'Challa and Nakia have a baby. The baby is, what, five, six years old? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the kid's name is T'Challa. Um, Queen Ramonda didn't know about his name is also Toussaint, right? Yeah, his um Haitian name is Toussaint. Mm-hmm. Which is after uh, the leader of the of the uh rebellion yes. was the emancipation yep. uh self emancipation of the enslaved population of Haiti. Right. I really like they chose Haiti. I really love they gave him that name because there was no reason to choose Haiti over any other place, right? Mm-hmm. That you would you wouldn't just think, oh, Haiti's gonna show up in this movie, <laughs> you know? Right, right, right. But I'm so glad they did. Right. You know, I, you know, that that wasn't lost on me, the whole Haiti um, picking, and also the whole um, slavery scene in Mexico. That wasn't lost mm-hmm. on me either. You Everything in this movie, so, well, so many things are done with so much obvious intention and thoughtfulness mm-hmm. behind it. I just I just love it. Right, right, right. Because I'm just like, you know, especially as Americans, we're normally um, showing sla- American slavery. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Not even necessarily talking about or, you know, showing at all that other parts were enslaved as well. So that... Mm-hmm. Oh, well, they specifically did not want to speak about Haiti when that happened because they didn't want their enslaved population getting an idea. Mm. So yeah. that, that part of Haitian history has had been specifically hidden from the moment it happened. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, so none of, the, none of that was lost on me. So, um, shout out, again, shout out to the writers on that. You know, mm-hmm. so, um, but yeah. So T'Challa and Nikia have a baby. And uh, he's got Chadwick's eyes. Yeah, his Chadwick's eyes. Queen Ramonda knew about the baby. Um, because she was trying to tell her about it right before Namor appeared on the You think that's what she was trying to tell? Oh, a hundred percent. Okay, cause I was talking to somebody, and they were saying that. Queen Ramonda didn't know until she went to Haiti. No, she knew. And that's like, what I, I was saying. You, I have something to tell you about your brother. You don't bring that up in a movie and don't follow up on that. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what I was saying, too. Because I was just like, I think she knew while T'Challa was alive. Because, I mean, if you don't tell nobody else, you're going to tell your mama. You're going to tell your mama. Yeah. <laughs> but they was like, no. They... They was like, no, Ramona didn't know until she went to Haiti. And I was just yeah, like, she knew. I don't think so, but okay. I left it alone. So, 
but yeah, um, but yeah, so she knew, or whatever, so that, that was good that she, she did know that before she passed away, whether it was right before or years before, she knew, (laughs) so, um, Shuri, Shuri, um, met her, her nephew, and that was the end of the mid-credit scene, um, so what, what was your thoughts about that part, and, before you go there, I said out loud when I saw that scene, I said, I knew it. I wanted to bet money on that part. I said it out I said it out loud. Like, no, I had loud. a feeling like I had a feeling like that, of course, because like again, I had been they said they weren't recasting him in this universe. Mm-hmm. You know. So I was like, Oh, that's how you do it, right? Mm-hmm. That's the way to do it. Um the kid is just so adorable. He's just so cute. Yes, he's a cutie. He's, cute. he's a cutie. Um, but yeah, and like I could just, uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, excuse me, I'm not mad at it. Uh, but the reason why she, reason why they were over in Haiti, I was like, yeah, they could have came up with a better idea. Well, I could understand them being over in Haiti, um, because especially since they had just opened up to the world and everything, mm-hmm. Wakanda's a different place now than it was when T'Challa was growing up. Yeah. You know, uh, you've got more people coming in, trying to get away in, trying to, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I could understand, especially with him being that young, mm-hmm. like, let him, let him be a little kid. Yeah. He'll, he'll come into that responsibility soon enough. Um, but, you know, they would at some point need to move him to Wakanda because I could imagine people being like, he doesn't even know his people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But I was like, he's six. That's fine. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if they're just looking at this being like a, a school teacher with her kids, but once they find out who she really is, she gotta go. Yeah. But yeah, um, but yeah, that's Black Panther Wakanda forever. Yes. So, um, yeah, we already gave it our rating. But, we did. Um, it's a five. It's a classic for me. Yeah. Um, and I said four. It's great. I think I think the first one is a classic. I think the first one's classic too. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um. But it's it's it was just like. You know, this movie couldn't be as good as it was without that one at all. Yeah. Yeah, it de- it definitely needed it. Um, but yeah, so. So yeah, so that was, uh, that was our we'll bonus episode. Yes, our bonus episode. So, um, the next episode that we'll be doing, we get back to our regularly scheduled programming. Um, yes. our next one is your pick. Yes. My pick for you is a Fight Club. Yes, yes. So very, um, that was a very movie. famous movie. Yes, very famous Brad Pitt movie. Yes. And I mean, I know the gist of the movie. And somebody told me the twist years ago. So. Oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was like, what? Yeah. I, I it was spoiled for me. Probably twenty years ago. So. <laughs> We watched it. I actually watched it at Georgia State. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, I forget what class it was. It was a sociology class. Oh. And I forget why we were watching it. <laughs> yeah. We watched Fight Club. Okay. You know what movie I watched at Georgia State that I still love to this day? It was in a film class, too. Um, Paris is Burning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, classic. That is a classic too. Yeah. So Michael W says, uh, "Great episode and review, ladies. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mike. So, um, you but yeah. Now share share it with your friends and family. Let them know. Yes. yes they want absolutely. a really great new discussion about Wakanda Forever. They need to go ahead and subscribe. Yes. Right. And so leave can, a like on the video. Right. Like, comment, subscribe, and share. Um, so where can we find you, Miss? You can find me all over social, various social medias, because Lord knows with this Twitter landscape. But anyway, I have the same <laughs> name. That's Valar More Dollars. That's V-A-L-A-R-M-O-R Dollars. Also on a podcast with a few other friends, black women who like nerdy geeky things, called Nerdgasm Noir. You can find uh, uh, me there, too. Uh, where can they find you, Lizzie? Um, I'm all over socials at L underscore Rennell. That's L underscore R-A-N-E-L-L-E. And I'm also on another podcast uh, with my cousin, and it's called The Issue Talk. And we talk about various topics weekly. Um, yeah, that's where I'll be. Come find us. Subscribe, leave a comment, give us a thumbs up. And if you have any suggestions for something you think we might like or enjoy, leave it in the comments, leave it in a review, let us know. Okay. Sounds good to me. So until next time with Fight Club, bye. Wakanda forever. Yes.